The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio. We'll get to that in a moment. What are y'all laughing at? nothing it's a it was a private joke between i uh, will tell you in the break i was very distracted at the top of the show i've got so i haven't watched wrestling in a long time but there's crown jewel going on live in saudi arabia so i was watching becky lynch come to the ring and then i hear y'all chuckling over there and i got completely distracted that it's time to host the show right here on pirate radio pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and you can watch the show on facebook live and on youtube got some great goodies on our youtube page you can hear from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell also miles berry and tyler sneed got all those interviews up in their entirety right now on youtube you can chime in on the show on facebook live robert matthews says good afternoon mr brock well, a good afternoon to you, Mr. Matthews. I'm in a good mood today for multiple reasons. A, I'm alive and the sun is shining. Amen, brother. Amen. Passed off from Plato Room. And how about Timothy Burke tweeted this out uh, a little while ago? Uh, he, what does he do? I don't know what he does, but he tweeted this out. At 9 p.m. Eastern tonight, the following sports will be in action on television. NFL. Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, NCAA football, United States Women's National Team, CONCACAF League, NCAA Hockey, NCAA Soccer, NCAA Volleyball, USA Curling, Canadian Premier League, and Late Model Dirt Series. Shortly after that, the PGA Tour live from Japan. So we thought yesterday... Which baseball game is on tonight? Which baseball game? Oh, that is would on be you. Tonight? That would be you. Which she? You, you get? You hear her over because, here? Because yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, yeah, hey, come on! Oh, what are you talking about? Oh. Yeah. Clueless, yeah. clueless Chris over here. They're letting the uh, varsity play tonight. <laughs> alone, no yeah. JV. No, it, stick it varsity. in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> so um, we thought yesterday was crazy. Well, and, and look, we are just in a great time in the world of sports, but what I thought about when I saw this was we literally had days and weeks and what seemed like months last year with no Nothing. sports at all. Nada. So take advantage of these times if you are a sports junkie like myself, like Chandler, like Shirley, that enjoy our sports uh, because it is here in full effect. And remember, it can be taken away from us. So appreciate it while it is here. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, what game is on tonight? We'll talk about that momentarily. That would be the Braves and the Dodgers. Game five. And Atlanta leads at three to one. But we'll start with our new friends. Our new friends from Boca Raton. Welcome. From Denton. Welcome. From Houston. Welcome. That's where Rice is, right? I think. Uh, from San Antonio. Welcome. From the Queen City of Concord. Welcome. From Birmingham. Welcome. Is that it? Was that six? Did I hit them all? I'm going off the top of my head. I think I hit them all. Uh, there was a uh, an introductory press conference, if you will, to what will be the new members of the American Athletic Conference today. And it was spearheaded by Mike Reschko, <laughs> who talked about how fantastic all these institutions are. We learned a lot about Rice's academics, which is really exciting. But uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to like pretend to be excited or interested uh, in this new American. All I know is East Carolina's in it. They're going to be playing games, so I will be paying attention to it because it's East Carolina. So we need we. All we can do, our we being East Carolina, is put out a, a winning product, a good product on the field, no matter who we play against, and that's that. We'd rather see it – well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe some people like the additions that were made. Uh, a lot of folks, including myself, would rather see it more regionalized, but it's all about the money, and apparently for East Carolina moving forward, this is the, the best way to go about competing at the – collegiate level and also doing it where you don't go absolutely broke so that's uh what we're gonna have moving forward uh still got a couple years although all this could change we still i guess texas and oklahoma which was the the start of all this moving to the sec are they gonna play out the string in the big 12 i haven't heard otherwise i guess they're gonna play it out and go in what is it 2023 so maybe we'll continue to see these conferences as they are for another couple of years before we see the big drastic change of the Big 12 losing a couple, the Big 12 adding a few, and then the American having to add more than we originally thought. Uh, and then what's going to happen with Conference USA and the Sun Belt. So still a lot to be determined uh, with all this. But right now we know that the, uh, the Pirates and – memphis and and all these uh, old aac teams will be adding in some new buddies the ogs the ogs will be adding in a lot of texas friends it's going to be very texas based because you think i heard somebody the other day say you've got the texas teams with north north texas utsa rice uh the men's basketball tournament is going to be in texas at the dickies arena in fort worth and then i i didn't know this but i think i heard that the american athletic conference like headquarters yeah is they moved texas. to texas it's all it's uh and and my and here i i texted out the uh the phrase that mike Risco used earlier strong geographical cohesion can we hear how he sounded or how it sounded from strong him? strong geographical cohesion okay um but uh there you know maybe people are happy about this Maybe people are upset. Doesn't matter to me. It is what it is. We can't control it. All we can do is beat who is on the schedule. So that's what we'll try to do Saturday when the Pirates take on the Houston Cougars. Let me do a line check real quick as uh, we'll be with you 12 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. 
getting you ready for the action. Four hours of pregame coverage, taking you up to the kickoff, ESPNU. Uh, stay tuned, folks. Could be a makeshift watch along on Saturday with, oh. with one. I won't say who, I'll just say, dang. It's all my Golly. Daggum. My neck. My neck. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, so uh, might might uh, might be watching with that big fella coming up on Saturday, and uh, and let you be involved in that. Uh, the line on the game Saturday at four o'clock on ESPNU is is it back to fourteen? It is at thirteen and a half. Uh. Total sitting at fifty-seven and a half. Uh, so those are the numbers for East Carolina and Houston. All right, moving along on our rundown. Sigh. Let's sigh. And why are we sighing today? Because after decades of a, a union that we thought could never break apart, my parents are getting divorced. Oh, I should say my my basketball parents not my real parents they're still married. i was married. about to say i'm so sorry i would not talk about that on the air okay my parents are still together uh <laughs> um my radio basketball parents dad and dad <laughs> are splitting apart who's the mother of the relationship it's dad and dad i just said it two rad dads two rad dad two rad dads. it's a tough union chandler it's a it's tough matrimony a tough relationship tough relationship and uh we learned today he's not not leaving the mic though i'm I'm setting all this up chandler i'm setting it up i'm making people i'm trying to make this divorce a lot i'm making people freak out i'm gonna make them freak out and then i'm gonna drop the good news that's how these things work because you got you can't just come out with the good news and move on you have to get people upset freaking out saying what what why what hey what and then you soften the blow with some good news i was given this information i, I guess this is from a um from the desk where they dropped this from the helm from the helm i'm sorry terry holland needs to do from the desk gilbert's on the helm my mistake uh where was comfort from the poop deck i would say something but i was gonna cuss so. from the outhouse um hey by the way i know i'm not an employee from the port of john (laughs) i am not ironically there is a port of john company called scotty's potties that is true i I know i'm well aware of it there's local politics bud there's that too i am not an employee at east carolina i have no affiliation with them i'm a um i'm a hired gun a mercenary I do some PA as is Shirley at Chandler. Yep. You've done some as well, yep. but we're not employees at East Carolina. We're 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 cr- contract employees. Well I guess said. <laughs> 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 it's Thursday, man. <laughs> When's Friday getting here? We're Tomorrow. almost there. Uh, that's the day. If you ever look to your right and Chandler's not here, that's Friday. Oh, so okay. All right. That's Noted. What, okay. Um, I really like to dig into that every time I get a chance on it. Um, oh, you for, had that coming, bud. I can't wait for Whiteful football to be done. <laughs> so, this, so this bullying can stop. We are a bunch of bullies here. 
Uh, all I'm saying is, I, I don't need to. I don't need to be consulted on anything because I'm not an ECU employee. But things that have to do with Jeff Charles and Cy Seymour, you should be notified. I should be like a board member. I should be agreed at, at the desk. I'm not saying head of the table, but put me in one of the side chairs. And I won't even, I will not speak until I'm asked to speak. Until I'm spoken to. John Gilbert should contact you. I think so. And say, Clip, sit down. If you're not sitting down, sit down. Sit down lower. Sit down on the floor. Lay down. Lay down. (laughs) You're going to need to lay down for this one. Cy is no longer with us. What? That is a terrible way to say (laughs) it. Yeah, I know. Um... I think I should have been notified. I think I should have uh, given input on this. I will say, there's some people that don't even know what we're talking about still. (laughs) (laughs) We're dragging this out. We're dragging this out. They probably forgot who we're talking about. Yeah, we need to just, we got to take a break. Let's just move on. (laughs) All right, so here's the skinny. The parents are divorcing and you have to pick a side. Oh, jeez. Do you want the side, the side, or the Jeff Charles side? Uh, the radio broadcast team for East Carolina men's basketball games will have a new and familiar face. Say what? I said a new and familiar face. It'll be Jeff Charles, voice of the Pirates, and alongside him... Jeff Lebo. Close. Keep going. Uh... The craft guy that's now at Gardner Webb. Tim Craft, head Gardner Webb basketball coach, will not be doing radio for. Well, East Jeff Day. Lebo is at Carolina. I'm saying these guys are leaving their jobs to join Jeff Charles. All right, you get five more guesses. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Rockefort. No, but that'd be pretty cool. Michael Perry. Ding 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 ding. Michael Perry, former assistant, former interim legendary head coach, and. Future guest Friday at three o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Nice, might I add. Oh. Will be serving as the color analyst on the uh, the Learfield Pirate Sports Network. Um, so, where does that leave Cy Seymour? This is terrible news, right? I just shocked you all. I just ruined your entire day. Not so fast, my friend. All right, Corso. Because Cy Seymour will be doing color for the home ECU basketball games on ESPN+. Plus. So not only will we be able to hear him, we will be able to see him. Do we get to see the beautiful man that is? Will we be able to see one of these? <laughs> well, nobody, the greatest meme ever made? Nobody on the radio could see that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Cy will be doing games on ESPN+. Plus. So you get the best of both worlds. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to have the... Uh, like to tune in up on my phone and have Jeff's call. And then when he stops talking, I'm going to turn on the TV broadcast to hear Cy. I'm going to try to sync it. <laughs> you think that'll work? Yeah. 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 That'll work. Uh, so Jeff and Cy have split. Choose your sides. Are you going to live with dad or dad in this breakup? And there is no, you're, all right, you're making it seem like there's beef between Jeff and Cy. There is no beef. How am I making it seem like that? Divorce the split up yeah it's because of the it's because of the uh the child always not the parents <laughs> wow <laughs> just kidding that was a harsh joke good god that was bad. jesus that was a joke that was a joke 
<laughs> Sorry if all if your parents are divorced. It was not your fault. It's their fault. Oh my god. god come on. Come um, on, man. Nah, from what I gather, and we'll let Sai talk in his own words about this. We'll get him on the show next week, but uh the road trip stuff. Um well, to, uh, it can be brutal. I mean, it's brutal during football season, but basketball season is just as tough. bad. Yeah. You know, because you got two, three games a week sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, it's not easy travel, and I, I don't imagine that <laughs> it's easy so, on anybody. Uh, Tony says he has, uh, he about had tears well up. Then he said, "Will you get to it already? This has to be the most drawn-out announcement ever. <laughs> um, what are you going to say?" <laughs> so we got to it. Okay, we finally got to. This is so infuriating. <laughs> is this all coming from Tony? Uh, yeah, he. Uh, we really took him down a path there. But uh, hey, Jeff and Sa are available this basketball season. Good news, Pirate fans. That's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line, uh, son. All right, so are the Braves next? Yes. How about my good friend Mike Mullis? You know, I was down yesterday after the Braves blew that game. So you would think. and He would beat you down more. <laughs> okay, you were right. Um, so I was not the only human who said. This is over. It felt like the Dodgers won the series by winning game three, right? No. I, You're I, not a fan of either team. No. Did you feel that way? I, I sort of did. Yeah. So, we kind of had that angle yesterday talking to Mully. And so, last night at 9.43, I'm hard at work at Sports Trivia hosting. Had a great crowd last night. Yes. Great game. Good ball game. Um, Mully says, no, at 8.35, I'm sorry, after the Braves put up a run or two, still ready to bail on the Braves. And I said, you know, sarcastically, the season's over. At 9.43, after they score a couple more, Braves suck. Like, instead of being like, hey, your boys are back, boys looking good clip, he just does goes the troll route, the Mike Mullis curmudgeon route. He then says, uh, he finishes it off at 11.26, Braves are done, good night. Like, sarcastic. It just, the, 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 that's, the kind of guy, that's the kind of person he is to me. Now, to be fair, I'm the same way to him. So I deserve every bit of it. But let's show a little class while my baseball team's whooping ass. Whooping ass. Yes, the Braves put it on the Dodgers last night. Eddie Rosario had a chance to go for the cycle uh, in his last at bat. Instead, took it over the right field wall uh, for a home run. Braves lead the series 3-1. to Uh, They've never been in this situation before, have they? Oh, wait, they were last year. The only difference is there's crowds involved this year. Game five tonight in L.A. If the Dodgers win, they'll go back to Atlanta for one or two games. Max Freed on the mound tonight. The Dodgers going the bullpen route. So it's right there for the taking for the Atlanta Braves tonight, 808 on TBS. And uh, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Shirley is less excited after the Astros <sighs> win 9-1 to one last night. Un believable unbelievable it's uh, very <laughs> reminiscent to the previous night although this time it was the astros with a one nothing lead but chris sale was like battling yeah and it felt like it was anybody's game but god we've seen this from both teams this series the explosion innings the yeah. red sox have done it with the grannies 
Uh, Houston on Tuesday night had that monster top of the ninth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last night it was a five-run sixth that yeah. killed Boston. It's just it it's feast or famine. Yeah. And and that's what the only hope that I have is uh that they will go into the game uh they play Friday night um in Houston. The only hope I have is <clears throat> they play I feel that they play better when their backs are against the wall. They were like that with the uh, wild card game. They had no choice. It had was a one and done. One and done when you're in. And uh, I feel like at this point, they're going to have to play like that. They needed that game last night. Well, you could add uh, into the regular season to that, too. Yeah, yeah. Where all those teams, Blue Jays, Mariners, yep. Yankees, they're all fighting to get in. And uh, they, you know managed to scrape enough wins to to force that wild card game and get in there now they've got to prove that they belong and at this point uh it's not so much the pitching it's been uh really just head scratching errors i mean devers had one that uh didn't make a lot of sense i mean he overthrew first base a couple of times bogarts has overthrown first base there's been some fielding errors that are just very uncharacteristic of a red sox team um, that has allowed extra base runners. They had a two-out situation where the bases loaded. They ended up uh, giving up a double, a two-run double, that really kind of opened the door for the Astros to kind of really start to run away with things. So they've got to play better uh, come Friday. Well, I mean, it's just all there is to it because if they lose that game, it's over. So uh, I, they just need to figure out uh, how to play, you know, uh, the kind of baseball that they've been playing to begin this playoff series with uh, to finish it out. They've got to finish this. I do not want to see the Astros in the World Series. Point well, blank. they are one win away from doing so, as are the Braves. Braves-Dodgers tonight, Astros and Red Sox coming up game six on Friday. Might have some ECU representation there at that park as uh, Malcolm Bailey and the crew trying to uh, – Trying to get some tickets. I wonder if uh, maybe former assistant baseball basketball coach Steve Rockefort can help him out. Ah, I bet, ah, I bet yeah. he'll be there. Good call. I need to text him. Good call. Good, Good call, call, Jeff. Um, man. What a shot, Jeffrey! I we're, was about to say, to we're not going to hear that shot. We're, we're not going to hear that anymore. We have to put together a montage. Not unless the play-by-play guy is named Jeffrey. Somebody tweeted earlier today, um, I want to hear jeffrey call him well i want to hear jeff call Cy silas one more time before i die so if nothing else we'll have to uh get them on the air or here together yeah that'd be cool yeah so. get them both here in the same place that would be a good idea for a pirate radio podcast uh yes. troy and jonathan yeah you need to do that and uh get jeff and Cy just talking about all the road trips memories i mean i want to hear that right now I want to cut myself off and listen to that right now. And I bet a lot of people out there listening want to Turn do that as well. Turn off Brock. <laughs> uh, Red Including Beard. Tony. <laughs> Redbeard, uh, when I was building up to that uh, very emotional news, said, this is a Troy D-level buildup. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> hey, I learned from the best, man. I've been around the best. All right. What else is on? Uh, you, you know what's next. Oh, Hornets. Ah, oh, LaMelo. I still think the Hornets might stink. Do you? Well, they I thought the Pacers last night. 
in comeback fashion. So well, that's the thing. I saw your tweet that said Hornets stink. stink. And I thought, oh, they must not be playing well. And then I moved on. And then I wake up this morning and Hornets win. I'm like, geez, what was he talking about then? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were down 22 points. When you're down well, I 22. I, I did not know that. And you can't hit a shot. I was busy watching my Red Sox but, getting pam- pummeled. But then all of a sudden, the Hornets go on a 28-2 run. And just like that, they're back in the ball game, And I don't know what got into them defensively. There was so much improvement, especially in that fourth quarter, because in the first half, that interior defense for the Hornets was just non-existent. Sabonis had uh, he had twenty twenty. I think he had twenty two, around twenty two twenty five. For points. those that don't watch the NBA today, that did yesteryear, uh, that is the son of Arvita Sabonis. Um, all right, let's hear uh, Eric Collins. This is the because uh, we love this call, Chandler. So, oh, P- I haven't heard this. PJ Washington fouled. Down by one, four seconds left. He goes to the line, hits the first one. Now we're going to pick it up to where his he has the second free throw and the last possession for Indiana. Here's Eric Collins on the call. <laughs> I love the two beauties. Call. Nobody, two beauties! <laughs> nobody can call a free throw like uh, Eric Collins. Um, and we also commented that the Hive was dead at the beginning of that game. Like nobody showed up. By the end of it, it was rocking. It was a packed house. So that and was I awesome. followed the Crown Club on uh, on Twitter. They used to be bring back the buzz. They yeah. had a lot to do with bringing the Hornets back to Charlotte. There is a video. I guess they were in the upper deck, but that place was packed, and the the atmosphere was just it was, it was great. It was crazy. Late arriving crowd, but it, a very it, loud it was crowd. very late because they had shirts laid out throughout the arena. And when the game started, I told you at AJ's last night, Clip Brock. I said, "There's nobody at this game. There's nobody." I mean, there were so many empty seats, and I was like, "This is opening night. I cannot believe this." But it was a late-arriving uh, crowd, and they played a huge part in that comeback in the second half in a Hornets win. All right. Um, by the way, not only was I not at the meeting where it was discussed, uh, Cy going to ESPN Plus and Michael Perry. You're a very salty about that. I was not in the uh, the meeting here at Pirate Radio. Jeff Charles is doing the Cy Seymour podcast next week. So it will be a Jeff and Cy podcast uh, next week. I, I was not... I, I I tell you what, nobody tells me anything. Huh. Well, nobody tells me anything either because I didn't know that. And to be honest, <laughs> to be completely honest, I like it better that way. I would rather <laughs> I would rather not have meetings. I would rather not know what's going on other than what I have to do. Half the time, so, I how would... excited were you when you found that out? It, it was a full blown excitement time. Excitement time sorry very excited i was trying to find it uh kevin says clip whatever you did yesterday do it again today so the braves will win tonight all right we're playing sports trivia 
Eight o'clock, AJ's gonna be there, Chandler. You got the questions ready? You the 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 Russians? The, 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 the questions? <laughs> yeah, I got the Russians in the trunk. It's local politics, bud. It's local politics. There's bud. some stuff going on. There's local politics, bud. The Russians are ready. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians are coming. <laughs> oh man. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Mike says he watched Game Three at a bar, and he was fishing during Game Four, so. For the sake of the Braves organization, he's going to go fishing again. Everybody do exactly what they did last night so the Braves can get to the World Series. Well, I know I messed up because I didn't wear my Red Sox hat yesterday. So that's on you. And I and they lost. So you see what's back on my head. Yeah. Aside from covering up my haircut. All right. Let's uh, – got to take a break. Is there anything – oh, Thursday night football. Yeah. Case yeah. Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater tonight. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tulane at SMU. Yeah. Lafayette, Louisiana uh, at Arkansas State. Charlotte and FAU. Some American action, folks. Let's go. These are our these are our teams. They'll be playing tonight in Charlotte and San Jose State, UNLV. Will tonight be the night where I can send Damon Magazoo the congratulatory text? Can it be? That I've been trying to send all year, but his freaking team won't win a freaking <laughs> ball game. Will Healy <laughs> taking on Willie Taggart. Ah, the battle of the wills. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely, my friend. Who has the strongest will? The squeaky will. All right, let's take a break, please. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the music. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hit it. What a first segment. That one will go down in the record books. I need to think of other breaking news that I can tell, like a seven-minute build-up to before i get to it because that was a lot of fun i gotta admit that was one of the most well there was a top 25 upset yesterday ah yeah app state and coastal carolina great game great i was gonna let him build that up but yes we don't have time for that (laughs) well they took a trip to the mountains let me go back to how mountains were formed what do you know about pangea (laughs) all right we'll be back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Hi, let's take a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update. Becky Lynch retains the WWE Women's Championship. And coming up next, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, live from Saudi Arabia. I know what Glenn's doing right about now. Yep, he is uh, tuned into this baby. Uh, Shirley, I have a stat to consider. Uh oh, hold on. Stat Stat to consider. consider. Uh, Courtesy of Tom McClellan, the stat man for ECU football and athletics. He says, on this day in 2017, a deceptively speedy Cannon Gibbs rambles 25 yards on an interception return. 
to help East Carolina beat BYU 33-17. to Pirates have won eight of their last nine games on October 21st. Cannon Gibbs was a good interview. Uh, yeah, he was a fantastic interview. Had him in the Zoom room. He was doing some coaching mm-hmm. um, when we had our uh, pandemic going on and uh, talked to a lot of former Pirates in the Pirate Radio Zoom room, and it was great to catch up with him. We need to talk to him again. Maybe we'll do that uh, soon. Uh, so there you go. Hopefully the Pirates can uh, win one this weekend on the road at Houston. Let's learn more about the Cougars right now as we head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to Dustin Rensink. He's our friend from the Scott and Holman podcast uh, coming up. And um, we'll uh, hear from him right now as he joins us today. Hello, Dustin. How you doing? Hey, doing pretty good, Cliff. Good to be talking with you. Absolutely. I uh, always enjoy checking in with you guys when East Carolina and Houston meet on the field, the court, the diamond, whatever the case. And these matchups are going to be few and far between moving forward as uh, you guys are part of the elite now. Uh, Dustin, do you think you're better than me? <laughs> um, it, it is hard not to feel like we're better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. it, it took so long uh, for this moment to come, and it's... It, it's been pretty rough being part of, you know, and part of a fan base that certainly has the institutional memory of being in the Southwest Conference back in the day and feeling like uh, uh, like they deserve to be in a better conference. I guess probably, you know, lots of schools feel like they uh, they deserve to be in a better conference than they are. But uh, it, was, it was pretty uh, surreal. We were definitely, uh, my co-host Sam and myself, were both pretty certain that uh, the way that realignment shook out was U of H was going to end up on the uh, the losing side of it again because that seems to be our history for the last uh, few decades of being on the losing side of realignment. But uh, glad to have a realignment win in our pocket for once. Well, good for you guys. Uh, we're a little bit jealous here, no doubt about it. But uh, hey, you're leaving, but we got like eight more Texas schools to play moving forward in the American. It's really exciting for us. Get get Rice and North Texas, and hey, the Roadrunners are pretty good in football right now. Anyway, right. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the UTSA ad. That feels uh, that feels like a smart ad to me. I feel like UTSA Athletics is, is where U of H was maybe 10 or 15 years ago, kind of in their ascendancy right now. Obviously, that football program is still pretty young, um, but um, in a big city where it, you know cares a lot about its sports and they have a, a lot of support there and they're doing the right things in terms of spending some money. So I like the UTSA ad a lot. I like the UAB ad a lot. That one made a lot of sense uh, as far as the other schools that are going in. I don't uh, I don't know how adding Rice in North Texas helps you become a, uh, a power system. Yeah. But I guess, I guess we'll find out if that's going to work in the long run. Dustin from the Scott and Holman podcast joining us. You can follow them on Twitter at podcast And follow them now, and then you can unfollow them in a couple of years when they leave for the Big 12. That's my <laughs> advice. Uh, you guys uh, – I do enjoy your your content because you are all things Houston, uh, and you do it with a sense of humor as well. Let's talk about the uh, the Cougars, Dustin. And I, I admit I've watched them play one time this year, and that was Week One against Texas Tech. And not that I like wrote them off for the season. I just thought, okay, it's uh, you know Houston's a what eight and four team, a six and six, seven and five, uh, but they have put together five straight wins since that Texas Tech loss and uh, have looked really good doing so, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So how do you uh, handicap the first half of the season for the Cougars, Dustin? I know that uh, the numbers look great. Maybe you haven't played the best competition to this point, but uh, what do the Houston folks think about Dana Holgerson's team so far? Yeah, well, you're definitely not the only person. There are some people within the U of H fan base who, similar to you, uh, watched the one game this year, and that was a Texas Tech game, and maybe uh, have kind of uh, have bailed since then. But 
and there's there's definitely uh, some some huge asterisks or some question marks, however you want to say it, with uh, the level of competition since then, beating Rice and Grambling and you know Tulane and Tulsa. Maybe not the best uh, murderers row of opponents that Houston could have faced since then, but you know you can only face the teams on the schedule in front of you. And after a, a pretty disappointing second half letdown against Tech in the opener, U of H has done for the most part what they should be doing. They've had you know a quarter here or there where they haven't played real well. Um, but for the most part, they've looked pretty good in taking care of business against against some lesser opponents. And you know, I've kind of said it. It really, even though U of H's record is better at five and one than what's been the last couple of years under Dana Holgerson, it does kind of feel in some way like they haven't really done anything new or different or better. Because if you look at Dana Holgerson's teams the last couple of years, anytime U of H faced a good team, they lost, and anytime they faced a team that wasn't that good, they mostly, with the exception of Hawaii in the bowl game, uh, took care of the the lower tier of opponents, and that's. Pretty much what we've seen uh, again this year. We faced a Big 12 team and lost, and we faced uh, a bunch of you know maybe below average to bad teams and, and took care of business. So the schedule this year for Houston has certainly shifted to a lot of more manageable opponents than what we saw the last couple of years with Cincinnati, UCF not on the schedule, Oklahoma not on the schedule, games like that that were getting U of H in some trouble. Um, but like I said, you can only beat the teams in front of you, so U of H has looked pretty good in that sense, and hopefully. Uh, down the back half of the schedule, we'll get some indication whether or not uh, the five wins in a row have been kind of, uh, you know, a, uh, opponent uh, thing or if it's U of H actually turning a corner. Yeah, and, and I mean, you don't know right now, but you've seen it with your own eyes. I mean, the defense allowing 16 points a game, just giving up over 100 yards per contest. The, the passing totals per game against the Cougars is in the 150s, I believe. So just stellar defensive numbers. Um, and, and again, is that, is it fluky, Dustin, or, I mean, do you think, well, at the end of the year, you're going to be looking at this saying, this was a, a fantastic Cougars defense? No, I think this is, this is a pretty good Cougar defense. We definitely had more optimism on the defensive side than on the offensive side coming into the year. And it kind of tracks with what we thought as well, but where we really thought that the defensive line was going to be, um, kind of the strength of the defense that made everything work. Uh, just looked like you said a lot of, Towns and pieces on the defensive line. They expected to be able to rotate eight or nine guys and not have a lot of drop off, and that's basically exactly what we've seen. That the uh, the defensive line has has been making you know quarterbacks running all over the place and giving them all kinds of trouble all year long. Um, it's only getting uh, only seems to be getting better and better as the year goes on. In this past game against Tulane, Houston actually had eight sacks of uh, Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt, which I believe actually equaled his entire season total up until that game. He had gotten sacked eight times, and U of H sacked him eight times with seven different guys. Um, so it really, I think, gives you an indication of the fact that it's not, you can't just focus in on, you know, D'Anthony Jones has been fantastic coming off the edge, but you can't just focus on D'Anthony Jones. Latrell Bankston, the Iowa State transfer, has been fantastic in the middle, but you can't just focus on Latrell Bankston because U of H has, has a lot of guys on the line that, we, that the team feels really good about and have really shown their ability this year. And the fact that Houston has gotten so much pressure rushing most of the time just four guys that haven't sent too many blitzes, they haven't had to. Uh, to get pressure on quarterbacks. So, you know, when you get pressure with four guys, it makes your entire defense uh, look a lot better. So, you know, kind of the same thing. I'll see how we do against ECU and SMU next week, especially before we kind of anoint this one of the great Cougar defenses uh, of the century or anything like that. But uh, thus far, couldn't be more impressed and really feel pretty confident with that unit. Uh, so you thought going into the year the defense would be ahead of the offense. That is, uh, for an outsider, strange to hear just because you know how our, our sports brains work. If we see something – 
and and it sticks for multiple years we just kind of think that's the norm that's going to be uh, the case always and, and i'm speaking of dana hogerson and wide open high flying high powered high scoring offenses uh but but the defense seems to be the strength how about on the offensive side uh for the cougars this year dustin who uh who do we watch out for on saturday it has been kind of strange. U of H is certainly a school that is used to being known for its offense, yeah. not its defense. And Dana Holgerson, they brought in a coach who's very much known uh, for being with the offense. And so it's, you know, college football being the nonsensical sport that it is naturally, uh, U of H has been leading with the defense this year. Uh, but I do think there are some things to like about the offense. Um, the biggest thing for U of H this year has been offensive line continuity. Holgerson's first two years, um, never did U of H run the same offensive line out three games in a row because it was just constant injury shuffling. Um, it was just, it's been, you know, even you expect injuries on the offensive line, but U of H has gotten more than its fair share the last two years. And this year, U of H has had a pretty uh, healthy offensive line. So I think that's been the biggest difference that we have from that unit take a step forward. Um, the guys to watch out for, um, I think the, the, the biggest um, factor for U of H, even more so than maybe quarterback Clayton Toon, is a wide receiver Tank Dell. Uh, they may be listed as Nathaniel on the roster, but he goes by Tank, Tank Dell. Um, and he's been U of H's easily number one receiver. Uh, thus far this year, I'm not even really sure who the, the close number two behind him would be. Uh, he's just been a huge, huge integral part of the offense. Just anytime Houston needs uh, some big yardage plays on third and long or whatever it is, it always seems like Tank Dell is the guy that they find and has been taking up those yardage. And we saw in the two-lane game, Houston actually jumped out to a big uh, lead and then started to struggle because Tank Dell got hurt and, and was out for uh, for much of that game before coming in for a couple of plays late. Um, but the, the passing game never really got going again after Tank Dell went out. Uh, U of H had some success finally towards the end of the game on the ground. Um, but uh, I think, you know, whether or not U of H, the passing game is working is a huge, huge uh, X factor is, is whether or not Tank Dell is having a good game because, you know, the staff kind of was talking about all offseason. They were concerned about their wide receiver depth, and that seems to have uh, have headed into the season. That We've seen a couple other guys, uh, you know, have made some big plays here or there, but there just hasn't been anyone that's been real consistent in the passing game. Uh, like like Tank Dell has, so I think he is even more so than quarterback Clayton Toon, probably the MVP of the offense thus far. So the Cougars are five and one. No Cincinnati on the regular season schedule. Their biggest game of the season is next week against SMU. Uh, any chance of a look ahead? Uh, have you guys thought about that at all? I've been trying to speak that into existence, where the Cougars are preparing for SMU instead of ECU this weekend. Dustin, any shot of that happening? Oh, I think that's that's definitely a concern that I have heading into this game, and it's because it's really easy to look at if U of H is able to take take care of East Carolina and then win that SMU game. Suddenly, they're they're five and zero in conference play with Temple and uh, USF, two extremely winnable yeah. games left on the schedule. I think if Houston gets through the next two games, they're essentially in the conference championship game, which is you know a pretty remarkable thing to say about a program that didn't have a lot of real high expectations coming into the year, and like we said, kind of lost a lot of the fan base uh, with that uh, that early loss to Texas Tech. So it very much feels like uh, it's within the grasp, and with Vegas setting kind of a surprisingly high 13-point line last I saw in this game, that definitely feels like that's going to be some motivation that Mike Houston could use for East Carolina. And from what I've seen of the Pirates, they feel like a very up-and-down team where, you know, one game they're not going to play real well, the next game they, they play, you know, quite well, and that's yeah. some good results uh, this year as well. So... Not knowing quite what to expect from the opponent, and just having that uh, that look ahead game definitely sweating this one out. And uh, with just 
give anything to be able to just get through Saturday's game with any kind of win and uh, get on to that SMU game. Pirates are definitely tough to predict. A uh, big one coming up at TDECU Stadium in Houston with Mike Houston. We've made a few references to that over the years. And uh, Dustin, before we let you go, uh, what is the like? What's the floor for Kelvin Sampson's basketball team this year? What's the expectation amongst the Cougars fans for uh, Cougar hoops coming up? Yeah, I think uh, there's there's extremely high expectations around this program. Obviously, coming off of a uh, a Final Four performance last year, and there are you know definitely plenty of guys missing. Uh, Quentin Grimes, Dejan Giroux, uh some talented guys that have uh, have moved on from this program now. So. Uh, definitely some concern there, but I mean that's been every year under the Kelvin Sampson, you know, era at U of H. It seems like there's always oh, first it was Rob Gray is leaving. How are you going to replace him? Um, and then just you know, Armani Brooks is leaving. Nathan Hidden, all these guys. And every year it feels like there's been a couple of key pieces that have uh, that have been you know going on, and everyone gets all concerned. But you know, U of H runs like a ten man rotation every year, and once again they have about six of those guys back. Brought in some big transfers, Kyler Edwards from Texas Tech among them. Um, and, you know, got some talented guys back, uh, like Marcus Sasser and Tron Mark in the, in the backcourt there. So I, I think the, the floor for this program is, is you know, everyone is going to expect it to be at least one of the, you know, top two or three programs in the American worst-case scenario. Uh, certainly Memphis has got plenty of talented pieces, and SMU and Wichita, I think, are going to maybe uh, surprise some people this year. So I think there will be competition in the conference, but certainly the floor is, you know, at least to be one of the top two or three teams in the conference each year. And then, obviously, the ceiling, we hope, is uh, making another uh, postseason run similar to last year. Not a bad time to be a uh, Houston Cougar fan, that's for sure. Talking to Dustin Rensick from the Scott and Holman podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at S-H-P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, Dustin, appreciate your time, man. We'll have a couple more of these chats before you guys scoot off to your new digs and your your big mansion up there in the uh on the hill but i uh, appreciate you joining us today and uh hopefully we'll have a fun one coming up on saturday yeah it should be a fun game uh, looking forward to it always always enjoy chatting with you cliff and uh, like i said just uh praying you guys don't get another uh, upset i remember the men the men's basketball upset from last year so definitely <laughs> to not get another ecu upset before we uh yeah the pirates beat top five houston in front of like three people it was a madhouse in there uh oh by the way uh case keenum are we taking him tonight and the browns yeah absolutely i back case keenum all the way i I gotta admit when he first came out of college i was like i remember saying at the time like okay i hope he has his two-year nfl and then he you know comes back as a a quarterback's coach or something (laughs) at u of eight so even as a huge case keenum supporter i have been uh, vastly underestimating his nfl career so at this point uh, I assume that he can. Uh, he'll he'll win every game he starts because I'm done doubting him. Yeah, just one more tie in. Case Keenum will be playing on Pirate Radio tonight, Thursday night football, Browns and Broncos. Dustin, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you again down the road. All right, take it easy. All right, there is Dustin Rinsing from the Scott and Holman podcast. Our buddies uh, there in Houston getting us ready for the Pirates and the Cougars coming up on Saturday. We'll take a timeout, come back, and wrap up hour number one. Get you set for hour two of Pirate Radio Live. I don't even know if I set up the guest on the, the show today. Uh, we will talk to Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus, in hour two. Look at the NFL slate of games, which I'm going to warn you. And a lot of times, bad matchups on paper turn into great games so we might have a a great weekend of nfl football this is one of the worst slates of nfl football i've ever seen the schedule is brutal we'll talk about it with jeff nadu and uh that's an hour two kevin monroe and tony collins coming up in the five o'clock hour as we'll talk to a couple of former pirate greats that 
plus Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell comments, and whatever you want to talk about, you can be a part of the show on Facebook Live or give us a call at 317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They're the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you on PRL on this lovely Thursday. Remember yesterday we were talking um, with Troy about the conference expansion and potentially the schools like East Carolina keeping their <laughs> sorry how about friend of the show i wonder if he still follows me or if he's unfollowed me since then little nate charles robinson uh brock lesnar just picked him up by the back of his pants with one hand and dropped him on the mat oh nice so he's taking some uh some bumps here so he's son. got a major wedgie basically pirate radio listener oh first he got kicked in the head ow and then uh brock lesnar picked him up by like his belt basically and just dropped him straight down uh so pirate radio listener charles robinson aka little nate is taking a uh a beating in saudi arabia right now so yeah the kids ringside are like dudes get up (laughs) a lot of laying on the mat going on right now so uh yesterday we were talking about the conference realignment and how east carolina and and some of the ogs the money part wouldn't change moving forward says who (laughs) and for whatever reason that got troy really fired up um but i saw uh pete dammel earlier today who we were talking about on the show yesterday says that the expectation remains uh among the remaining eight american schools that they will remain essentially whole in their television deal which averages seven million per school over the life of the deal which runs for what did i go say like 2030 or something um so pete thamel saying that <laughs> and so uh to which i responded says who and uh and tagged troy on it and uh to which troy responded exactly who is he is he the treasurer of the american conference now plus he only says it's an expectation i'm not buying what he's selling so maybe we can get Troy uh, amped up and revved up again about this on uh, Friday when he joins us at 3 o'clock, not with, only with Coach Rick Smith, but with Coach Michael Perry. Yes, sir. A couple of coaches. Welcome back, house. Michael Perry. So, Speaking of which, yes. did you bring up the whole birthday thing yesterday? I, I was no, out you of the listening here. area. Are you going to be here tomorrow at 3? I'm always going to be here at t- tomorrow at 3. Famous last words. Yeah um I, you know me i usually don't miss the show but i had something i had to take care of yesterday so don't <laughs> don't you dare whereas stop we uh now captain tom- road tripper over here <laughs> captain wedding 
Yeah, Captain Wedge. Captain Football. Captain Bruno Marks. <laughs> Captain Bruno. <laughs> um, we got a lot to discuss at three tomorrow. I don't know if we'll have full time to get it in, but we will very soon hash this out, Shirley, because we're going to keep shaming Troy about thinking about not getting you a birthday present a day late. Well, I I late. firmly believe that he has completely forgotten because I would have thought that as bad as we roasted him the other day last thursday a week from today yeah it was yeah it was a week ago today uh as bad as we roasted him that he would have come in here with something even if it wasn't going to present it on the show he was just going to come in here but nada yeah and with you gone yesterday i didn't want to bring it up but then again i haven't even seen him here today was he here today hey look i'm not I don't know. If I'm not a rat. That. I'm not a rat. I don't see anything. Yeah. I just I have blinders on. I look straight ahead. Well, half the time I don't know where they are. They come in and out. They're you know they don't stay in here all day. They they they're in and out. All I'm all I saw was the Usos double super kick Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns gets the win and that is the end of Crown Jewel. Oh wow! On your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Chandler, real quick, I'm gonna bring it up with Nadute the Do coming up in a uh, a few minutes. But let's look at the uh, NFL schedule this week. Okay. I mean, bad. I don't know how how we want to rate these things. Well, I'll tell you what. The way the Panthers have played the past three weeks, let's go. I think bad, our matchup looks pretty good. Worse. Dolphins being the worst. Well, I, and I'm not going like that's your that's your. I'm criteria. Going, I'm going matchups. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Bad matchup, worst matchup, then you have the Dolphins, which is like the worst of the three. Okay. Chandler, Broncos, Browns. Like, where does that fit on the scale? Broncos, Browns? Bad. Like, one through ten, let's see. Um, How about just tell me if you're interested in watching this game? No. Okay. Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater? Football team Packers in Lambeau. I'm always interested to see what the football t- team can do. Why? For your sake. Yeah, but that's just like watching. That's like enjoying watching a car wreck. I'm more interested in seeing the text messages between you and Molly. <laughs> oh. During this game. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to send one. On no, that. I, I, I'm not interested. I mean, to in me, that, that I, I wouldn't want to watch the game. I'd rather if I if there was a way I could like. The problem with Molly the is. Because Molly's going to sour your mood even worse. Remember uh, Lex and Terry? Did you ever listen to that? I've heard of them. And uh, I always hated them because they took Howard Stern's spot on 99X back in the day. But I did listen to it. And, but they used to say, always have something called, you know, he who cares the least mm-hmm. always kind of wins. It can always win the argument because you just say, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, Molly would play that card if I was like, if Washington beat Green Bay, I'd be like, ha! Your suck bags lost today, Molly. You'd be like, that's great, Par. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't got nothing to do with me. So it's not even fun with him. Nothing's fun with him. Yeah, because it kind of kills it once yeah. he says, I don't care. Kills my Whether he's lying or not, exactly. it kind of kills the, the fun. It's fun for me because it drives you nuts. I do care. <laughs> I know. I care too much. I care enough for everyone. <laughs> the fact that Molly doesn't care drives you bananas, and I find that hilarious all right um 
I don't know if this is for on-the-air consumption, but Uh-oh. getting some text messages. <laughs> uh, Chandler, Chiefs and Titans. Oh, all in. That's a great game. I like that game. <laughs> Shirley, don't say anything. Chandler, Falcons at Dolphins. No. Oh, my God. No. Send that- I won't even watch that no, game. No, but please, for the love of God, beat the Falcons. And why is that game not in London or Germany or some other country other than this country? Because we need to send that one out of here. Well, I can agree with that. That does not need send to be played in the Send that across the pond somewhere. Yeah. Jets and Patriots. Oh. Nah. I'll ask you this, Shirley, because Chandler has an emotional investment. Are you interested in three and three Panthers at one and five Giants? No. 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 Bad game. I don't find that as a sexy matchup. Bengals at Ravens? Yes. 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 On a normal can, week, that might be down the list. This week, that is an attractive matchup. Bengals are fighting. It's more interesting than the others. Eagles at Raiders. That's going to be a shootout. Not this one, but the Bengals-Ravens. Eagles-Raiders. That doesn't uh, do a lot for me. Nah. It barely moves the needle. Lines at Rams. Rams are a 15-point favorite. No. No. Texans at Cardinals. Cardinals are a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. No. Bears at Bucks. Bucks are a 12 and a half point favorite. No. 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 Colts at 49ers. Mm. That's Sunday night. I've never been uh, I've never been drawn to a Colts game at any point. Ah, Peyton Manning era. Even then, it was not much of a needle mover for me. Okay. I, I just mm. was. Uh, mm. Well, I mean, feisty mm. takes. Well, I just. Well, <laughs> I was never. I, I I don't know. There's just certain teams that I just don't like to watch. All right, and Colts. There's one of them. Monday night. You know what? I I'm was, down with this. I was off this one to start with, but Jameis is must watch TV. I'm down. Jameis versus Geno, Saint Seahawks, but. The Mannings are back. Okay. Oh, all right. Now I mean, you got I was my interested attention. in this game anyway. See what Gino can do. Jameis. It reminds me of the Quake game. The uh, Quake Marsh- at the Lake. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So there's, you know, a little history this will, behind the, that matchup. I, I, but, I mean. The Mannings are back. Mannings are back, so I'm in. I'm 100% in. Yeah. That's Monday Night Football. I'm down for that now. Uh, that is a awful week of football. That's terrible. That That's is terrible. one of the worst I've ever seen. It's terrible. Uh, so That's get your, uh, I don't get know. your popcorn ready. They, they say this uh, apple picking, pumpkin picking. Do some family stuff on Sunday, I guess. Go That's pick what, out your pumpkin. That's what I'll be doing. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. We'll hear from the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston. What did he have to say earlier today as his Pirates get ready for the Cougars? We will find out when we return after this.
are listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. All righty. The Bravos are sending Max Freed to the mound tonight. That's the guy you want if you are Atlanta. What time is the game? 8 o'clock? 8.08 okay. on the Superstation. TBS. TBS. If you're not in Mama's family. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers do not have a starter. They have not announced the starter yet, so we are still waiting on that. We got baseball tonight, along with football, basketball, hockey, everything going on. We got pirate football on Saturday, and we'll get you ready for it at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Let's get to our Bud Light ECU report and hear what Mike Houston had to say following yesterday's practice, Wednesday, the last chance we get to talk to the coaches. Uh, We got Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell comments to get to as well, but here's Coach Houston. A couple good days of practice, okay, and pads, really good energy. You know, I thought the guys looked really, really fresh yesterday. Uh, we looked at the film and everything. So, um, you know, had to clip some execution things from yesterday, but uh, that's to be expected with a, you know, a little bit of time off. But I thought I had great energy again today. Uh, they're excited for this weekend. It's a tough game. It's a very, very good opponent. Uh, but the guys are really excited about the matchup. So it uh, should be a good one on Saturday uh kind of rare we've talked about this it's nice to come off a bye you're feeling fresh and the other team had played the week before so you get a little edge there well not the case this week because houston not only had a bye they played a previous thursday night they had more time off than the pirates did to prepare for this game and uh, mike houston talked about both teams coming off a bye well i mean it doesn't happen very often where you both have a bye but uh it doesn't really give anybody an advantage you know they're probably going to have something new for for us and we'll probably have something new for them and uh, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, we should both be fresh. I mean, it should be a pretty energetic ball game. It's been a couple of weeks since either one of us has played. Both teams rearing, ready to go. How does ECU match up with Houston? This is cut four, sir. Well, I mean, I, I think they're older. Uh, you know, they got more experience, obviously. So, um, you know, they have their strengths and we have our strengths. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, our guys are, are pretty excited because, you know, playing a five and one team, it's, uh, you know, one of the better teams in our conference, and they're on a five-game winning streak. And so I just I think our guys are just excited for the matchup, excited for the challenge. All right. Uh, Mike Houston talked about his team's energy level coming off the bye week. I mean, they haven't played in two weeks. I mean, this is, you work year-round for these 12 opportunities, and, you know, you didn't have one last week. And, uh, you know, obviously we're disappointed coming off the UCF loss. But the guys were also, you know, encouraged by the fact that, you know, we've, we've had some really great moments in the first half of the season. We feel like we're getting better every week. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a big ball game for us. Uh, I just think there's a lot of energy around the, uh, around the locker room right now. All right, there is a, a bit of a Texas flavor to this East Carolina roster, including Houston's own Bruce Bivens, ready to return home, play in front of friends and family. He's not the only one uh, from Texas on this Pirate roster. Coach Houston talked about his Texas boys getting ready uh, to go back to Texas. Yeah, I think for all of our Texas guys it is. You know, uh, Ryan Stubblefield, uh, Bruce Bivens, 
Audio Mato show, um, and uh, uh, Jacoby Simpson. Uh, you know, those four guys are all from that area. And so, uh, you know, they're all excited about it. Uh, you know, I think the older guys, Audie and, uh, Audie and Bruce, I mean, they've, you know, this is the last, last season they're going to have playing college ball. And so last opportunity to play in front of a lot of family and stuff. So I think probably for those two, uh, it's even more, it's even more important. All right. Uh, coach Houston was asked how much of a sense of urgency does his team have heading into the game? It's the biggest game we've, biggest game we've got this week. So I think the sense of urgency is the way it should be. You know, it's the same, should be the same every week because every, every game counts the same. And, you know, every, every week's a big week, but, uh, you know, this week, this is the biggest game we got. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of excitement about it. Mike Houston there. Uh, Mike Houston also talking about the O-line heading into this game against uh, Houston. Well, I, mean, I, thought, I thought the O-line practiced really well yesterday and today, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't fired up at the O-line. He was fired up at the scout team defense because they weren't fitting everything right. You know, we're trying to, trying to give a, a – you know, Houston in, in four-down defenses, there's, you know, two different ways that, uh, you know, people – fit things at the linebacker level and Houston does things a certain way and our scouts you know we're not giving the right look and so you got a little uh, enthusiastic about correcting them we'll get a uh, Tony Collins report card coming up at five o'clock like we did last week uh, but coach Houston talked about what his team needs to improve on the last half of the season well I think things we can do better to be successful period um, really is offensively execution um, I think we've got to play aggressive we've got to play with a lot of energy we got to execute at a high level. You know, if we do those three things on offense, then you know we're, we're going to play pretty well. And we're playing against a very good defense, so we'll have to play well. I think defensively, it's you know continuing to build on how we've been playing. Uh, you know, we focused on trying to eliminate the mistakes of giving up some big plays, but our guys have been extremely aggressive. We've been very, very physical, and that's you know the big things I focused on this week is physicality, effort. Uh, you know, playing with a lot of energy. You know, focusing on the team. I don't know if yeah, you can see that. Focusing on the team, what what do I have to do for the team? You know that's been uh, you know a big point of focus this week because you're know, coming off a bye week and then you know you've you've had some time away and you've kind of been away from the coaches a little bit and you know you can get caught up in you know the me monster a little bit and so uh, you got to get your got to get yourself focused back in on the team and the success of the group as a whole. Well, uh, the two E's that C.J. Johnson talked about when he joined us Monday on the Players Lounge effort. And execution, two things to focus on this week. Mike Houston talking about those things there. And also, uh, he was asked if the team uh, is feeling recharged after the week off and uh, not playing football last Saturday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was when we flipped on the film from yesterday's practice, it was noticeable. I mean, just the thing I noticed just how much faster we were playing on defense. I mean, it was just like the ball snapped and it's just, you know, taken off. You know, it's just swarm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I hope I see on Saturday. You know, if we can see that on Saturday on both fronts, offensive front and defensive front, linebacker level, you know, triggering playing downhill and really getting off the ball on offense. And if, if, if you see that on Saturday, then you know, we're going to play well. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Houston's doing the same thing. I mean, they had time off too. Uh, you know, we were down in uh, Atlanta recruiting, and I ran into one of their players that was home home for the weekend. He was there visiting his high school coach. So they've had some, uh, they've had some time off also. All right, Mike Houston there. Going into the season, I honestly, I had ECU 5-7, and seven, and I looked at the schedule and said, well, UCF, the, I mean, that's a, that's a no-chance game. They can't win in Orlando. Houston, 
that one uh, could be one of the toughest on the schedule as well. They're not going to win that one. Well, now that we're this far into the season and I've seen ECU play and I've seen these opponents play, uh, it gets a lot more believable that the Pirates can go in and win. They should have won the game at Orlando. uh, And I'm not going to say they should win this one, but uh, I certainly like their chances a lot more now than I did when the schedule was released. The, The Cougars have looked really good, especially defensively, but... They have not played the toughest schedule so far in uh, 2021. So it's a 13.5-point spread. I mean, I think the Pirates, I think this is a a back-and-forth game where uh, the Pirates can can be in it in the fourth quarter with an opportunity to win like they have been in uh, in a number of these games. And uh, one slipped away from them in Orlando. They were able to get one their way against uh, the... Marshall Thundering Herd. I don't know why I went blank there. Mike Houston, head football coach of the Pirates. We'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell coming up later on on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. When we return, we will talk about the showdown in Cleveland tonight. It's Broncos, it's Browns, it's Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater. It's not a good game. In fact, there's a lot of bad matchups on paper. What does that mean from a gambling perspective? We'll talk about it with Jeff Nadeau when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at Brown and Wood Auto com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clipper on. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number two, big hour three on tap because we'll make you a winner. And we got a couple of former Pirate greats joining us. Touchdown, Tony Collins and Kevin Monroe. So I got that on the way. Got the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, right now to look at some NFL. We might, might dive into some other sports, too, as uh, the big man joins us here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? I'm awesome, man. It's a great time in sports. Uh, my Braves, one win away from going to the World Series for the first time in a long time. Watched the Hornets win last night. Had a great college football game. And you got a, a nice slate of uh, NBA tonight, NHL uh nfl college baseball and or excuse me college football and major league baseball playoffs so it is a great time of the sports year jeff and we'll we'll start with the nfl today i might throw out a few other topics to you but kind of a uh an ugly one tonight at least on paper case keenum and the cleveland browns taking on teddy bridgewater and the denver broncos and I don't know. Is this a uh, is this a Thursday night stay away, Jeff, or have you found an angle, an edge in this uh, Thursday night football game? Uh, I wouldn't be betting it. I mean, it reminds me a lot of of what a preseason game looks like. I mean, you have uh, you have injuries, you have players out all over the field, yeah. including uh, a group uh, in the Browns that have their top two running backs out, um, their quarterback, uh, offensive lineman. You know, Broncos have some issues as well with, with Teddy Bridgewater out. But, you know, it's interesting because when we look at the, the, the Broncos, I think they're in a better injury 
spot as far as they don't have as many players out. You know, they still have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, pretty good defense. Um, but there's just, uh, you know, 40 and a half. I mean, that's virtually a, uh, a preseason game. So um, it's a tough game. Plus, it's on a Thursday night. Uh, just there's just not a lot to, to be excited about here. Uh, wouldn't be a game that I would bet on. Jeff Nadeau joining us. The Titans with a big win on Monday Night Football over the Bills. They are 4-2. and two. Uh, We remember week one, they got blown out by the Cardinals and looked shaky after that, but have rebounded a bit. Now they take on the Chiefs, who, look, I, I'm a Washington fan. I watched it last week. Uh, the Chiefs, I guess, kind of toyed around with Washington. They still have their issues. Patrick Mahomes uh, likes to be... I don't know, very uh, very dangerous with the football and threw a bad interception uh, in that game. So the Chiefs are still not the, the powerhouse uh, that we've seen. Maybe they uh, find it when they go on the road to Tennessee. This will be uh, tough for Tennessee to put together two good weeks in a row against two really good teams. So how do you think about what do you think about this game, Jeff, and the total there in the upper 50s? Uh, nice little over on Monday night football with the Bills and Titans. Do you think they can go over in this game? Yeah, I played um, I played the team total here for Tennessee. I thought it was a great spot. You look at it in six games this year, the Kansas City Chiefs have allowed uh, 27 or more in five of them. So, um, you know, this is a defense that we know has major issues. One of their big problems is stopping the run. They just can't stop the run. And, Look, when you have a guy like Derrick Henry in the backfield, this would be another big day for him. Team like Ryan Tannehill started to gain some confidence. And, look, this is a different team when they can get good offensive line play and put the ball in the end zone. They're a very good offense. I know they're not going to have Julio, but I think they have some some real talent. Obviously, A.J. Brown, and I mentioned Henry. So I'm not real worried. I think they can move the football here. seems like every game the Chiefs play, they're allowing uh, 25 or more points to their opponent. So I feel like Kansas City uh, – you know, I'll just continue to fade them uh, with team totals fading them. Uh, look at Tennessee here. Look, Clip, at the end of the day, like with all the issues they've had as far as, you know, a new offensive uh, or uh, an offensive line added issues, a new offensive coordinator, you know, this is still a very good offensive team. You look at points per game, Tennessee's, you know, still top eight in the NFL. So you look at the last three, 32 a game, this offense is on fire. I think they'll welcome in a, a bad KC defense at home. And, folks, that's about it for Sunday. <laughs> this is, Jeff, I mean, now I'm talking about from an NFL fan watching standpoint, this is about one of the worst slate of games I can recall. A lot of that is due to the Bills, who are really exciting, the Cowboys, who are high-flying, the Chargers are good, the Vikings are up and down, always entertaining. Even the Jaguars can can play in entertaining games. The Steelers are kind of boring. But that's the six teams out on a bye, and it's really set us up for – kind of a weak slate of games now maybe they'll turn into good games but from a watching standpoint not necessarily a gambling standpoint jeff this is about as bad as it gets for the nfl yeah there's not a lot of meat on the bone you got three double digits uh, favorites yeah. i mean generally that means you know we'll probably see two out of the three be blowouts you know i think a sneaky good game could be philadelphia and las vegas uh, two teams that i think are are kind of on the come up, particularly in Las Vegas. You know, that's a pretty good number there. Should be a good football game. You know, I think the Colts-Niners Sunday night football will be pretty good. But you're right, it is uh, it is pretty bare as far as the cupboard this weekend. Um, and, look, there's just been a lot of disappointment. You look at 
the Dolphins have been a major disappointment. The football team has been a major disappointment. Um, you know, New England hasn't been great. That's a boring football game. I actually played the under in that game clip. I, I was pretty much, when I saw 43, and a, 43, 42 and a half, I was all on board. That, that's just too high for those teams. The Jets every week could get shut out. I played an under with the Jets when they played the Broncos. They didn't even score in the game. Patriots not a real up uh, up uh, tempo offense. Both teams in the bottom five in tempo. But yeah, it is a rough card uh, with not even a ton of value. Frank. I don't. I, I you know Bengals can they be feisty against the Ravens? I think so. That could be a decent game uh, in the AFC North. They're kind of grasping for straws at this point for good games. But Ravens uh, obviously a home favorite in that game. They are five and one. It doesn't seem like they should be five and one. They've had some weird ones and uh, and gotten lucky at the end of games. And Lamar has played Superman at the end of games as well. Uh, but how about Bengals Ravens coming up on Sunday? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a game that it's probably close. It seems like the Bengals are going to play close games this year. They obviously have a good offense. I've been blown away at how good their defensive numbers have been as well. I mean, from a defensive metric standpoint, this team has been really good even when you're just looking at total defense i mean eighth in the nfl uh if you'd have told me that i'd have told you you're crazy hmm. um i i just kind of feel like these two teams are kind of you know within four points of each other especially it being a an nfc north matchup um you obviously have a lot to um to obviously unwind there a good conference or a good division nonetheless ravens a little overvalued maybe so far you know who's the better offense clip here is it I mean, you you say it's probably the Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently, maybe so. The Ravens uh, like to take full halves off of offense, Jeff, and then just pour it on. Uh, it's been it's been kind of wild watching their games this year so far. Talking to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau here on the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, Jeff, how about the local team around? Quick, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Real quick with that game. You look at the last three games for the Ravens against the Bengals. The Bengals have very little to remember, but one thing they do have to remember, they have gotten absolutely destroyed. 38-3, three, 27-3, 49-13. Those were much better Raven teams, yeah. and they were much worse Bengal teams. This is a better game this weekend for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. All right, I like this one to, to be close. I like that. How about the uh, local team around here, the Panthers? Here's another dud of a game, Jeff. The Panthers go to MetLife Stadium to take on the Giants. The Panthers are actually road favorites in this game. Carolina started 3-0, and 0-3 since. Uh, do they get off the schneid, or do the Giants get their second win of the season, Jeff? I mean, you want to bet on Daniel Jones? No. Bet on anything that the the Giants are throwing out there? Do you want to bet on Sam Darnold? Well, I'd rather bet on him than Daniel Jones. <laughs> I mean, at least you have some some talent there. You have a pretty good defense. Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, – look, I don't think the Panthers are a great football team, especially without McCaffrey. But um, the Giants are injury-riddled. Their quarterback – I mean, you can make the case – it's funny, a clip, uh, a friend of mine and I were talking about Tua Tagovailoa uh, last night, and we were talking about how is there any quarterback in the NFL that starts that you would want over Tua over, right? And, I mean, I think outside of Daniel Jones, I'd, I'd probably take every quarterback in the league over Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> and, you know, that's telling. I mean, that's how bad Daniel Jones has been. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, I uh, got some NBA action tonight. Uh 
And uh, I've got off to an oddly good start, uh, taking some NBA plays here and there. And uh, I don't know. I haven't looked much into tonight. Have you? Uh, you said you like to wait around a little bit. Have you played in the NBA? Do you have any plans to? Uh, you know, it's funny, Clip. I had uh, I just had kind of an inference last night. I went to the barbershop, and I, I, I ran into a friend of mine that actually you know, played a little summer league. Uh, you know, he sniffed the pros at one point mm-hmm. in town, and – we were talking about um, just the NBA and stuff, and he, he asked me if I liked anything. And I, I told him, I said, you know, last night I, I kind of saw the Sixers, and I said, you know, I think for this group, getting out of Philadelphia without that clown Ben Simmons against a pretty bad basketball team to me and the Pelicans without Zion, um, I felt like three and a half was probably a little too low. Uh, I ended up getting involved with that a little bit towards game time. Uh, I liked the Knicks last night. They were able to get the job done. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't really wagered a whole lot. I actually also took the Nuggets last night as well. I took them plus six. They went out right. So, yeah, for me, I, I delve into it. It's not every night. But for me, if if there's something I see in numbers or, or just the public's all over a team or, or I just have a feel on something, I'll play it. But, you know, I get really involved kind of after the new year when football is kind of winding down. Jeff, uh, throw out a basketball team that you uh, you'd like over the last week that we haven't discussed. Who uh, you've mentioned a few already? I know uh, Texas. The first time we talked a while back, uh, and you've mentioned a couple other teams. Who are you high on in college hoops this year? Well, you know, I remember last year, weren't you Bonnie Clip or Saint Bonaventure? Yes. Yeah, you had you had like some sort of name. Um, yeah, you know, Clip, I got to tell you, I, I think that Purdue is, is really, really good. I think they're really warranted to be, to me, probably a top four or five team. You know, when you look at the numbers as far as the market's concerned, you know, if you, 13, 15 to 1 is a great bet on them. I think they're, in my opinion, if you made me rank where Purdue is right now, I would put them at third or fourth in the country. Um, they're being priced as like a six or seven type of team, so – yeah, I really like their starting five. I think they're as good as anyone in the country. They're really well coached. They play great defense. I think they have the best individual defender in the country, and Eric Hunter. So, you know, they're a team that, that I'm really high on coming into the season. Um, and and again, you know, you mentioned Bonaventure. I think they're the best mid-major team in America, and I don't figure Gonzaga into that group. Mm-hmm. You know, Bonaventure is really poised. This is the year for Mark Schmidt. Uh, if he's going to win and make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, uh, it's this year. I uh, got a bad draw with LSU in round one last year, so hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on board with them again. They were fun to follow last year. Uh, Jeff in the American, Houston picked to win the AAC. Memphis ranked higher than Houston in the first top twenty five poll. So tough to to judge when you haven't really seen it yet. But Memphis adds first of all to the bench, Larry Brown and Rashid Wallace, a couple of uh, Philly related uh, guys there. But how about the the freshmen they've brought in? Is this the year Penny Hardaway does get to the NCAA tournament and makes a run, in your opinion? Well, I'll just say this. If if he can't get to the NCAA tournament with this group, (laughs) I don't don't know what to say. I mean, this is the most tantalizing roster as far as talent in the country. Hmm. Uh, Jalen Dern and Monty Bates are better than anybody on one team in the country. They also have Landers Nolly and – you know, DeAndre Williams, and, and there's just talent oozing from this team. The, the problem that they have, Clip, is the, the major issue for Hardaway has been, since he got there, is they don't have a point guard. I, you know, I, I don't know who their point guard is. They think it's going to be Earl Timberlake, the transfer from Miami, 
Uh, he's from the D.C. area, great player, Damathic Catholic. I think he can run point, um, but that, that's always kind of been the issue with this team. They had it last year. Uh, they had it the year before. There's no offense that Penny runs. It's just we're going to hope to get out and transition, and if right. it doesn't work, I don't really know what we do. So, yeah, I, I've said before and on my Patreon, we, we, we went over this conference. I picked Houston to win this conference, and I'm not going to ever derive away from that. The culture that they have there is just too good. Um, I think they can match up with Memphis. Um, and when we look outside of the box, I'm going to keep saying it, um, UCF is going to be a really good basketball team this year. I think this is Johnny uh, Dawkins' best team since that group uh, that um, – They almost beat Duke. Duke. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I-, I love this team. I'm very high on what they have coming in. Good stuff. Jeff Nadeau will talk more and more college hoops as we get closer to the tip-off of the season. Big man, uh, we will check in with you Saturday. We'll be on the air at noon getting folks ready for a 4 o'clock kickoff. So if you're available on Saturday, we'll uh, talk to you for a few minutes. I would love to. Good deal. Uh, Follow him on Twitter at JeffNADU, patreon.com slash BMOC. Also, the sit-down podcast if you're into mafia history. Jeff, always enjoy it, man, and uh, we'll talk again on Saturday. Thanks, Webb. Appreciate it. Big man on campus joining us. We'll hear from him again and a lot of others coming up Saturday. Uh, we are refreshed, ready to go after a week off. Got the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up at noon Saturday. Great start time so we can follow all the noon kickoffs and talk about those games as we get you set for East Carolina and Houston. We'll continue to talk about that matchup when we return. We'll hear from Pirate coordinators Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell. We also have Tony Collins and Kevin Monroe still to join us during this program all that and a giveaway more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. Shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's step back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All righty, hour two of PRL on a Thursday. We'll be here with you Friday. Big show planned as we will hear from Coach Rick Smith. Also, Michael Perry, if you missed it earlier, uh, former Coach Perry, going to be joining Jeff Charles on the Radio broadcast for hoops this season. Cy Seymour moving over to ESPN Plus. So the home games at Menji's Coliseum, you can watch and hear Cy Seymour. So uh, more on that next week as uh, apparently there's going to be a podcast with The Voice and Cy, and I cannot wait to hear it uh, coming up next week right here on Pirate Radio. All right, uh, let's wrap up our number two and check in with the Pirate offense as Donnie Kirkpatrick took questions from the media on wednesday and let's hear uh part of that right now sure watching houston i mean their defensive front is pretty legit um 
Just how much of a concern is that going into this game blocking those guys? It's a big concern. It is a big concern. The whole defense is a big concern. They got ten starters back, and uh, I think the one that's not a returning starter is coming from like Wisconsin or somewhere like that. So he he was playing somewhere else, and so he's a good player too. Uh, and it starts up front. They are really good at defensive end, and they're really big and strong inside. And uh, you know they're fourth in the country, I think, in overall total defense. That's pretty good. And uh, I think they're first in our league in like almost every category defensively. So obviously it's showing that they're playing well, and and that'll be a huge challenge. It, our, the offensive line, I mean, Coach Shankwater's been going crazy all week. I mean, he knows that it's going to be a real big challenge. We're going to have to find some way to uh, move the ball and you know block those guys and help the offensive line out a little bit. So, you know, we've got to scheme them a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask about the O-line, like, does Shank try to – I guess you don't want to overemphasize it, but do you get on him even more throughout the week? Well, I don't think you you want to scare them, you know, and, and build them up to be, you know, more than they are. They're good enough. The thing about it is, is the kids know. They watch tape. You know, we watch tape with them. They watch tape on their own. You know, they, they see the stats, you know, all that kind of stuff. We give them a scouting report. It has all that in there. So, you know, they look at that and they go, oh. You know, whatever. So we haven't played Houston. That's the thing, though. You haven't played a team, you know, uh, so you, you still don't really know. And you don't know who they've played. You know, you look at it and you go, okay, that team's pretty good too, though. So, uh, But our kids respect and We have a lot of respect for them, no question about that. And like I said, I don't know if they have any weaknesses defensively. You know, obviously they're not, they haven't shown it. So we're, we're concerned. But at the same time, that's college football. You know what I'm saying? That's college football. So our kids like a challenge. We like a challenge. And uh, we'll have to go play well on the road. All right, part one. Let's hear part two. More Q and A with Donnie Kirkpatrick. Yeah, one of East Carolina's bigger wins was beating Case Keenum in Houston here in Greenville for for a conference title. Yeah, uh, you don't get to play Houston that many more times. No. And so you talk about the sense of urgency of. Uh, well, that that's a great memory. I, I appreciate you bringing that one up because I'm I'm flashing back to that was one of the best days of my coaching career winning that second conference championship out here in the stadium. Uh, so that was an exciting day. It was exciting when Van Estridge, who I'd recruited, you know, and had known for a long time, then in the family, intercepts that ball. And Casey King turned out to be pretty good. Now, what we happened later, when Coach McNeil got here, we went down there, and I think he was 22 out of 24 in the first half for about 300 yards, you know, whatever. So he kind of took that back out on us a couple of years later. So it's a tough place to play. I have bad memories of playing down there. I have good memories of playing them here. Uh, they've had a they got a long list of great players that have played there, you know. And, and you know, because uh, Hoverson was at that game. He was the offense coordinator for Houston when we beat them. Now he's the head coach, whatever. There's another tie, you know, Brandon Jones, who was our offensive line coach here with Ruffin McNeil. B. Jones, as we, we call him, we love him to death, and the whole family, he's the offensive line coach. So it'll be good to see him, okay? It'll be nicer to beat him, you know what I'm saying? You always want to beat the guys you know even more, right? But, yeah, they got, they got a good team. What, they're 5-1 and one or whatever. They lost the first game. I think they were leading most of the game against Texas Tech, who I guess is doing pretty well. So uh, I don't have to worry about B. Jones, though. I don't have to worry about That's Blake's problem over there. we got enough concerns with their defense. It's pretty good, though. How do you feel like the guys have kind of come off the bye week as far as energy and tent, all that stuff offensively? You know, I thought Sunday we were a little like we'd been on vacation, having to knock the rust off, kind of getting it going a little bit. Uh, then they had another day on Monday, which is their big academic day. 
Uh, Tuesday they came back, though, they had the energy. You know what I'm saying? It's been good. We had good practice Tuesday, a lot of energy. Everybody act like they wanted to be there. That's important because, you know what I'm saying, you got to do the work part. You can't just play the games. And then today was really good. Today was really good. And normally, okay, which is pretty much true of any team, you play about like you practice. And so we've had two good practices. We're anticipating playing pretty well. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick. Uh, let's hear more from Donnie K. Part three, Shirley. We've talked a lot about the offensive weapons you guys have. It's tough to get everybody the ball. I know y'all tried yeah. to get Josiah the ball, uh, maybe not as successful as you guys may want to be. Yeah. Is that kind of an emphasis in the second half of the year? Well, it is. And again, you know, you, 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 I think we do have guys that we're trying to get the ball to that, that have done it. It's, it's still just a consistency deal with us. We beat ourselves. We do it in practice. I show them every day, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you know, snap was on the ground. Okay, that's not a skill at college, you got to say. You should be able to snap the ball, catch the ball, run the play. You should be able to know who to block. You're not always going to be able to block them. Now, you get a matchup. Sometimes the other guy wins. Sometimes you win. Okay? You know, you're not always going to tackle the guy. Sometimes he's going to make you miss. You know, whatever. That, that's good. But, you know, the, it, that's not what I'm talking about. We beat ourselves sometimes because we just go the wrong way. Or we run the wrong route. Okay? Or we drop the ball. You know what I'm saying? Those are skills that, that have to be understood. So, Desai uh, is our best speed option. You know, our best deep option. Uh, he's been inconsistent. He's, when he's been good, he's been good. We've got to get him playing better. But we got a lot of guys, you know, like that, that, that can get the ball. Uh, you only get so many snaps, you know. That's the thing about it, and you got to make them count. So when we've, when we've moved the ball, you know, and scored points, we've won the game. That's what I told them. The last thing I told the quarterbacks today is just look at it. We've won three ball games. We scored, what, 52, 42, and even 31. we got to go score points. We know that's the name of the game in college football right now. It's a, it's a wide-open game. People are playing a lot more aggressive. Defenses are playing more aggressive. Because of that, they're making plays, but they're also giving up plays. You know, most of the defenses are because they're being so aggressive right now with trying to make takeaways and the blitzing game and just all the different schemes. And this team, Houston, has not shown a lot of their package because they haven't had to. You know, they're, they're, they're like most teams. They're only going to blitz you if they have to blitz you. If the front four can get pressure, we're going to play it with just them. You can't get pressure with those four, then they bring five. They can't get there in five, they start bringing six. Nobody's made them have to bring six or five very much, you know what I'm saying? But they can. And they uh, do a lot of different coverages on the back end, and they can do that because their front four is so good at getting pressure. So how do you combat some of that? Well, you have to stay ahead of the chains, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not to give away too much of the strategy, but, you know, this is a game you might have to pitch them backwards, you know, like you say in baseball, meaning you may have to, you know, throw the ball early and run the ball late and try to keep them off balance a little bit, for example. You get in third and long, it's going to be ugly now against these guys because they pin their ears back in those defensive ends they've got. Reminds me of the guys at Tulane last year that were so good, and you get behind in the game, and, boy, you're, you're, you're struggling. So you've got to be able to stay ahead of the chains and move the ball and keep them off guard. You've got to help those O-linemen. We've got to use the tight ends a little bit in protection. We've got to use the running backs a little bit in protection like that. So we don't, we don't want to turn it into an all-throw game, but we'll have to throw the ball well to beat these guys. All right, there is Donnie Kirkpatrick on our Bud Light ECU report. Grab a cold Bud Light at your local retailer and uh, enjoy some pirate beverages while ECU takes on Houston this Saturday. Um, I got some news. You guys have time for a long build-up before I get to the Sure, news? why not? All right, great. Um, remember, uh, Brian Adams, great Canadian rocker, sang about the summer of 69. 
Why, yes. I want to take you back to the summer of 21. Um, and a matter of fact, uh, we'll go back even a little before that, potentially the late spring of 21, Marcelo Zuna uh, gets arrested in a domestic violence um, case incident. He is uh, gone from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, right before the All-Star break, Ronald Acuna Jr., the Atlanta Braves superstar, goes down with an injury in Miami going after a ball in center field. Braves outfield is depleted. So we all remember July 30th, 2021, the Atlanta Braves traded a pitching prospect, Casey Kalich, to the Kansas City Royals for one Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler showed solar uh, showed solar power throughout the second half of the Major League Baseball season and worked his way up to the leadoff spot for the Atlanta Braves, once owned by Ted Turner. Still on the Braves? <laughs> Part of the Turner Broadcast Systems, TNT, TBS, and don't forget True TV. Home of the NCAA basketball tournament. This is starting to hurt. This is definitely starting to hurt. I'm turning into Tony. Solar, solar power. That power was unplugged, if you will, when he contracted the old coronavirus tested positive he was vaccinated so that would mean his return could be expedited um and when will he return would it, would he be out for the rest of the season i don't know would he be out you know maybe he comes back at the braves make the world series is he available for that how about this he has been added to the roster today he is available tonight uh-oh as he has taken the spot of christian pache on the Braves roster, Jorge Soler is back. Do not know if that means he will hit tonight, but he is back on the Braves roster and ready to go moving forward. And that is awesome news. And that, ha- and that has been awesome news with Clip Rock. <laughs> well, somebody's fired up. I, th- I like it. That's good. That's a good thing. Makes me excited. Excitement time. Excitement time. By the way, uh, the announcer, or the pitcher has been announced, the starting pitcher. And? I'll give you guys a clue. Is that Joe Kelly? (laughs) Shirley Rhodes, great at charades. (laughs) I did the... Because uh, he's the only one that does that. The mock pouty face uh, Joe Kelly did walking off the mound. What was that now, like two years ago? Was it, it wasn't last year, was it? I don't know. It seems like it was recent. Um, so Joe Kelly uh, will get the start. Who uh, he was a former Red Sox pitcher, right? Yes, he was. I gotta say he he's quite an oddball. I like him. I like Joe Kelly. I enjoy him because he has a little personality. He's, I mean, most of these pitchers, yeah. You know, as much as I don't like Max Scherzer because he's a Dodgers pitcher, he is. A little off his rocker, and that makes it entertaining. By the way, the Dodgers, man, just hit me. I tell you what, no, don't go there. You went there. I just said, man. (laughs) 
The Dodgers uh, hit the the circus music because they got a bunch of freak shows coming out of their bullpen. <laughs> Everybody's got either hair, no hair, going down their shoulders, no hair, tattoos all uh, down their face, mud and chops. They don't even have the guy from last year, Fu Manchu, the redheaded guy, Dustin the, May. Carrot Top is out. Is out. He's but, not even with the team. But send in the uh, and he's got like this got the, wild tattoo on the back of his neck. He's got that with the James Worthy goggles. Yeah. They brought uh that Godslin guy has like uh, uh a straight up handlebar handlebar is what the phrase I was looking for. They just got a bunch of dang freak shows in their bullpen. Send well, them out. SLA, you know. So uh there you go. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. We're going to play a new game. Is this team joining the American? Our contestant will be Touchdown Tony Collins. Oh, this should be good. We'll also reach out to Kevin Monroe. He'll join us on the Fixed NC Live line as we talk Pirate football and make you a winner in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. The Freak Show rolls on after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you one that has been waiting before trying CBD? Well, Ian Hemp is the area's leader in CBD and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty, big hour three on tap because we're going to talk to Kevin Monroe in just a moment and joining me in the Pirate Radio Studios, ECU Hall of Famer. Former Pirate Patriot great. He is touchdown Tony Collins. In the house. And he is here today. Yes, sir. Because I, Troy, reminded me to remind him to remind you to come in. <laughs> it was a great chain of events, and we got you here today, that's, Tony. That's what I need, man. I need I need to be reminded. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. I was supposed to call Kevin Monroe at 320, and I forgot. Uh-oh. So he's going to join us in a few minutes. Shirley. Hit the music. It's the newest game show sweeping the nation. Is this team joining the American Athletic Conference? <laughs> Tony, you got Houston. Uh, you've got Cincinnati bolting out. And some new teams, are UCF as well, some new teams are coming in. So I'm going to name a team. You tell me, is that team joining the AAC? Okay. We'll start with little-known yet top 25 team, UTSA, the Roadrunners. Is that one of the teams joining the American? Yes. I asked that one first because Tony came in and said that's the only one he knew. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave him an easy one to start with. The Roadrunners, Tony, 7-0. and Top 25. Who knew? I'm telling you. Well, they're joining the AAC. All right, there is a team from the state. First of, of- all, who do they play? All right, well, they beat Illinois. Oh, they beat Illinois. 
and that's kind of about the only team you've heard of. Probably. Uh, okay, they they all haven't right. played all much. Right. All right. Uh, they play Skip Holtz this week. Okay, on the road at Louisiana Tech. I say they lose their first game this week. All right, next team, Tony. Uh, there's is the team from the state of North Carolina joining. Is that team Elon your favorite team? No, that is correct. Well done, Tony Collins. <laughs> is that team from the state of North Carolina, Appalachian State? Yes. That is incorrect. Damn it. Oh, sorry. That's all right. You can say that word, just not a whole lot. Is that team UNC Wilmington? Yes. No. <laughs> because that team is obviously North Carolina A&T. North Carolina A&T? No. <laughs> How about Charlotte? You want to go with Charlotte? No. Oh, God. That's the team. <laughs> this is going better than I expected. Charlotte, the 49ers, Tony, will 49ers, be joining okay. the American. So, How long have they been playing football? Uh, how long have they been playing FBS football? That is a great question, and I will tell you momentarily. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's branch out a little bit. Do you think uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, whatever you want to call them, are they joining the American? They wouldn't want to. Uh, you know what? I, I would think that they, they would. Yes. Damn it! <laughs> this is a fun game. It really tells you, you know, uh, not only has Tony not been paid attention, but like how random this expansion is. It could be this team's. It could not be. Do you think we reunite with UAB? Are they back in the Amer? Are they in the Amer- University of Alabama? That's uh, Birmingham. Birmingham, yep. Alabama. Okay, I, I say yes. That is correct. <laughs> UAB. We'll be back with UAB. How about let's go back to Texas, Tony? Mm-hmm. UTEP. They were in Conference Texas, USA Texas with us El before. Paso. El Paso. Yeah. El Paso. Would El Paso want to come to North Carolina? I would say <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but how about North Texas? North Texas. North North Texas. We played the I, Mean Green. I played North Texas when I was in school. Hey, let's renew the rivalry. What do you think? I say yes. You are correct, sir. North Texas is in. As is a school that none of us are smart enough to get into, Rice. They Rice are, is into? Rice is in. Okay. Uh, who did I leave out? Oh, FAU. UTSA? We got UTSA. Okay. I think FAU, the last FAU, one, Tony. Florida Atlantic, huh? That, that's the group. You well, excited about that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else probably isn't uh, that excited about it? Kevin Monroe's going to have to make some long plane trips. Uh, not that he isn't already doing that, but Kevin, uh, we got some new buddies joining the AAC. Uh, a few more trips to Texas for you. How excited are you uh, for that, Kevin? Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I hate, I hate long plane trips, and uh, yeah, I don't look forward to them at all. There you go, Kevin. Uh, you played. Were you? Did you play in the first uh, the the Conference USA glory days, the old days, uh, when when we first joined Conference USA? Oh, absolutely. I was there. I think we joined the conference in like '97 or something. That was right in the middle of my '95 uh, to '99 career. Yeah. So you were part of Conference USA 1.0. Then we saw Conference USA 2.0. And then the American, and now I'm calling this, Kevin, this is kind of like Conference USA 3.0 almost uh, with all the conference realignment stuff going on. But uh, we'll worry about that in a couple years. Right now we're worried about a Houston defense that has allowed 16 points a game, Kevin. And usually when you think Dana Hogerson, you think high-flying offense, right? Well, they're getting it done with defense this year. Uh, They've been stingy on that side of the ball. 
Yeah, and they've played some teams that can score a little bit as well, you know, in, in Tulane and Tulsa. Um, you know, Texas Tech obviously put up a few points on them, uh, but they, they're stingy against everybody else, and it's going to be tough. They don't, they don't give up much via the run or the pass. Uh, so this defense, this is, you know, the, the biggest thing about East Carolina on Saturdays is that they've been so bad on third-down conversions. This is one of those games where that has to be better. You have to find a way to keep the chains moving because they have a pretty high-powered offense as well. So you want to be able to keep the chains moving and keep that defense off the field, keep that offense off the field as well. Kevin Monroe joining us, former Pirate great, former uh, Panther, now the color analyst alongside Jeff Charles. Kevin, the uh, is the voice a little scratchy there? You feeling all right? I, you know what? I had uh, none of my boys are back in school. You just never know what they're going to do home. So, I, you know, I got I got a little scratchy voice. I went immediately got a COVID test. It came back negative, so I'm good. But now I just got to make sure it's, it's ready for Saturday. All right. We ain't going to talk to you too long then. We want to make sure that voice is good to go for uh, for Saturday when the Pirates take on Houston. How about on the uh, offensive side for Houston and the Pirates defense, Tony Collins has a rant ready to go about the fourth and eight call. Kevin ranted on that last week on the show, so we won't bring that up with him again. But, uh, Kevin, how about the, the Pirates defense? What do you think about their uh, chances to hold down that Houston offense on Saturday? Well, Houston's got a ton of running backs. They've got four or five guys that have, that have all carried the ball for 25, 30 times or more. One carried 86 times already this season. Uh, the quarterback can run and throw and, and Clayton Tune, And so, They've got some guys that can make plays. And the one thing you always know about the state of Texas is there's so many talented high school football players. And so kids are coming from everywhere. they got a ton of talent, a ton of athletic kids, and they use them all. And so the defense is going to have a lot <clears throat> Excuse me, defense is going to have a lot to put in front of them. Uh, they're going to have to prepare for. And so we'll see how Blake Carroll's defense does this week. But it's, um, it's going to be a test. And, Tony, I didn't mean for this to happen, but uh, Kevin's Cowboys did beat your – Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, that was an awesome game. It was a great game to watch. I, actually, I was there for the game, and uh, I mean, we yeah. played them tough. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys are uh, uh, definitely a playoff team and could be a, a intentional uh, Super Bowl team. Are you? Uh, you're zero two this year, being at, at Gillette Stadium. Actually, zero three. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they might kick you out. Are you? Are you invited I'm back? Not, I'm not telling anybody next time I come. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, your uh, your boys looking good. Pull one out there at the end there uh, in OT on Sunday. Yeah, first time in the Bill Belichick era, the Pirates were able to beat them. I think we were zero for five against them, and so that was huge to get over the hump there. Because I mean, obviously, you know, we have a lot that we can say about our coach, but we know that that Coach Belichick's the best in the business, and uh, I think that he, you know, mentally he probably had the you know, had the upper hand, but we were able to pull it out on the field, and I guess that's what's most important. Kevin, uh, we're going to let your voice rest. You're like Joe Burrow. you got to go on voice rest, uh, which he's been doing the past couple weeks. So uh, have a great call on Saturday, man. We appreciate your time uh, today, and we'll check in with you again next week. All right, appreciate it, guys. There is Kevin Monroe. You can hear him with Jeff Charles on the call. You can also uh, look back in the record books and see he was a, a great pirate cornerback, Tony Collins, a great pirate running back during his time and uh tony fourth and eight we talked about it with kevin last week we talked about it with everybody last week billy weaver chandler shirley myself were watching the game as it was transpiring you brought it up too off the air the previous play they sent the house and, and, and it was either it was an incomplete it, it, pass complete pass and and it sets up a, a fourth and eight and blake harrell man he's aggressive the first play of the game in the first quarter it's the last play of the game if you can get off the field against a young quarterback 
and they send three. Coaching, and what was Tony it's, Collins it's, thinking? It's coaching one on one. You you have a, a freshman quarterback in the game. It's fourth and eight. What do you think his nerves is as a freshman quarterback uh, down trying to win a game? You blitz that. That that's a no brainer as a as a coach. My 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 little granddaughter Cami could have called that defensive play. Our our coaches and, and it's just. I don't know, man. I was just so upset watching the game because, you know, I guaranteed to win. Yeah. And we should have won if they would have blitzed. So the defensive coordinator is taking my uh, <laughs> my my place in, in, the, in, in that loss. Blake Harrell is now the one who has to pay off that guarantee. Absolutely. Uh, that was super frustrating, Tony. And, and on top of that, the offense had a chance to, to end the game. They go yeah. three and out. And the defense, which had played well all night, gives it up on that fourth down play. And then... It gets kind of dicey there at the end. Should the Pirates should the Pirates have let them score to save time on the clock? Should they have used the timeout? I, you know, it all kind of yeah, got away it, from them. Yeah, it the really end. shouldn't even got down to that. Yeah, man. You're right. But it's just uh, you know, it, it's it's frustrating for uh, uh, you know as a as a former player when you see where your 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 guys your the, the the team is playing good football and you you have coaches. And I'm not blaming it on the coaches, but in in critical moments of a game like that, that can, and you know, I just I just didn't understand why why not blitz this kid for the second time. You see what happened the first time you blitz him, send him again. Blake Carroll uh, did respond to that and basically said that the tendency showed that in those situations he does blitz. It's almost kind of like he he overthought it, and maybe the team didn't execute what they were out to do on that particular play, but. Nine times out of ten, you're going to see him blitz there, and a hundred, uh, ten times out of ten, you want to see him blitz there but, but because he was a freshman quarterback. Fresh, that's the that's the whole. And he key hadn't right really, there. he hadn't looked good all day. I can really. see if this guy was a senior quarterback and he's yeah. been ripping us the whole day. Right, freshman quarterback now, and you had been getting home. It's not like yeah. against Appalachian State where you were blitzing and nobody could get to their quarterback. You were I, I, you were getting I, to him. I just didn't understand the call, man. Yeah, that was a frustrating loss to take, and now you're back on the road against a, a better opponent. A good Houston team. Yeah, Houston 5-1 and one on the year. Tony, we did this last week. Um, we forgot to send you a reminder, so you weren't here last week. Let's give out some <laughs> grades. Uh, Pirate offense, so it's the midterm. Six midterm. games okay. played, six games left to go. You get the bye right in the middle, so give out your progress reports. Uh, we'll start with the offense. What's your grade for the 2021 Pirate offense? Uh, C plus. Okay, I give them a C plus. I mean, you you, you have uh, times when they're doing well, and then there's streaks where they can't, you know, get a first down. So I I, I just have to give them a C plus right now. Uh, how about the defense? I, I I'm giving the defense a B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving the defense a B. The defense has been playing good football. Um, I think they've been on the field maybe sometimes a little bit too long and, and that gets the defense tired but I, I overall watching the defense get after people and um i think our secondary is playing a little bit better than we played last year mm-hmm. and so I, I i'll grade them out as a b one thing that would get that minus off of the offense obviously uh, the inconsistencies and all that but third downs they've been terrible know, that's and, that's and that a, hurts <laughs> your defense right yeah. so you improve on that a little bit it, it certainly helps both sides of the keeps ball your, it keeps your defense off the field when you're when you're com- completing a third down pass when you're when you when you have uh, uh drives for 10 15 plays it keeps your defense fresh and it keeps them healthy uh, how about special teams, Tony? Uh, we talked about it last week. I, I said that they've probably been 
they hadn't been great but they hadn't been awful no uh, you know they they've been there <laughs> probably better than bad especially in the punting with young but i don't know how do you grade the special teams i'm gonna have to give them a c i kind of average yeah i haven't seen anything you know have we we haven't returned any kicks back yet no, no and we haven't back. given up anything yeah so it's like so, it's yeah. a wash yeah give them a c all right a uh, fair c uh some when we sent this out on facebook and twitter we had a, some great responses a lot of people wanted to grade the coaching and they <laughs> you know where this is going yeah they they gave the players like a b plus a and the coaches a d minus f so that was pretty harsh uh i don't know you want to you want to get into that at all? I'll, I'll pass pass on that one all right uh so there is your tony collins progress report let's take a time out uh we'll talk more ecu houston we'll talk some nfl as well and we'll make you a winner at the end of next segment so stick around for that touchdown tony collins here hour three of pirate radio live back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, cool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace a pool walkway fire pit or more then carolina hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201 or you can stop by the carolina hardscapes outdoor showroom on fire tower road right across from bossic sug furniture get started on your dreams today at carolina hardscapes now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip Brock. back with you on pirate radio live here on a thursday tony collins in the house fresh off another appearance at gillette stadium <laughs> and unfortunately another losing experience <laughs> turned into a loss as uh patriots have been close uh but no cigar no cigar against uh some good teams including the bucks and the cowboys who uh they're up there with the rams and i guess we got to start believing in the cardinals right uh, yeah we have to right now i mean they're undefeated so you i mean their defense is I'm, a lot of they're talking about murray but they're not talking about their defense True. i mean their defense is is top notch they brought in J.J. Uh, Watt mm-hmm. from Houston uh, to join his former teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. uh, who was also at Houston. Now Houston has no players, <laughs> and the Cardinals have all no of them. No quarterback, nothing. Um, Tony, uh, so how do you re- – I still – and it's because I had them preseason as uh, my NFC champion. I'm still putting the Rams number one, even though the Cardinals smoked them. But right now I got the Rams <laughs> one. I'm going to go Cowboys 2, even though they lost on the road by a field goal to the Bucks, And then I'll go Bucks, Cardinals, Packers. There's my top five in the NFC. Who you got number one? I, I want to wait until next week because next week – uh, I I believe the 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 Cardinals play the Packers. I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm oh, thinking yeah. that's on the yeah. schedule, and that's going to really kind of convince me uh, what the Cardinals have. I mean, I'm pretty well convinced now when they. When that's I, a Thursday night or two. That's yeah, actually a good a game, game. Next Thursday night. But when they beat the Rams, it it, it showed me that they got us. They got a squad. I'm, I mean, 
I got to put the Cardinals as number one. I mean, I have to right now. And undefeated. And, yeah, and then and then I'm going to tell you what. I, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys because I think the Dallas Cowboys should be undefeated right now because they shouldn't have lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' first game of the season. So I'm going Cardinals, uh, Cowboys, and Rams. The question is, who who's playing? You know, do you believe in the Cardinals' defense or do you believe in the Rams or Bucks' defense? Because the Cowboys – they're going to score. Like, can anybody stop them? You know, in the playoffs, who's going to stop that offense? And can they play enough defense? The uh, the Patriots were able to put some points on them last week. Yeah, I mean, I, but tra- that Trayvon Diggs, man, that is incredible. That kid. I mean, I, what he has about twenty interceptions already. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, their defense is not that bad. They got yeah. they got the, the they got another young kid I think from Penn State, the linebacker coming off the edge now. Oh, Parsons. And yeah. so I mean, they they got a squad. The only thing about the Cowboys can they stay healthy? That's been the the, the background with them. They're, they 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 they're always getting hurt on defense so but I, I don't know man I, I I really believe it's it's gonna be Cowboys up there uh somewhere because they can they can score a lot of points bills are four and two they had that head scratcher against Pittsburgh they blew out four teams in a row and you know who and those then, four teams were well one of them was mine <laughs> <laughs> another one was who like the Jets Jaguars it was some bad teams in there <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you're, I'm still a believer in them. I'm not a believer in the Buffalo Bills. It right was now. the Dolphins, Washington, <laughs> Texans, and they did blow out the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Right, Give that's, credit that's for that. The, I, I'm not too impressed with the Chiefs right now either. Wow. But, so you're down on the Bills? I, I'm. I, I don't. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Wow. I, I really don't. I think. I think a, a team like the Kansas City Chiefs later on in the season they're going to beat Buffalo when they get to the playoffs. Hmm. And. They got a kid named Lamar Jackson that's in Baltimore. That dude, <laughs> I, I swear, and and he's obviously he's awesome, but he plays one quarter of football where you go back to should he be a quarterback? <laughs> I don't know about this guy. And then by the end of the game, he's got 400 yards passing, 150 yards rushing, and Baltimore wins. I know, man. It is it's nuts. It's been, I'm gonna tell you, it's been fun watching him this year. He's I watched awesome. a few of his games and and and. Uh, about three of his games, he brings the team all the way back from, yeah. for a victory. Yeah. I mean, uh, just an incredible player. Teammates, uh, he is a, a great leader, and uh, and he's going to be there. They're 5-1 and one right now. Mm-hmm. Titans, I, I don't believe uh, they're a playoff team, mostly because their division's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was a big win for them the other night. Derrick Henry, Tony, as a rookie. <laughs> He played the same position you played. Yeah, that's not fair for somebody that <laughs> big. Somebody that big can run that fast. <laughs> it is crazy when he hits the second level, and you think he's just going to run over guys. No, he runs fine. <laughs> it might be partly they don't want to get in his way. I'm going to tell you, man. Um, when the Titans uh, receivers get healthy, they they got some pretty decent receivers. On, AJ on, Brown on, and Julio are top they, fifteen. They got 10. some good receivers over there. Now, yeah. think when they're healthy. I'm not so uh, much of a Tannehill, what's the, what's Tannehill, yeah. Tannehill fan, but you know he he can get the job done. But when you got the horse back there, yeah, you you, you just give him the ball and, and make people come up, and then you then you start throwing play action on them. They got uh, some weapons on offense. I don't know if their defense is good enough to win yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, and then uh, the best game, Tony. This is a terror. Have you looked at the schedule this week? Uh, not not really. It's awful. <laughs> The best game is Chiefs at Titans. That's a good game. Yeah, that should be a good Second best game is Ravens hosting the Bengals. 
and we went over it earlier we'll do it again real quick but tonight is broncos browns and you got case keenum at quarterback because yeah. baker's out and both their running backs for the browns are out chubb too. and uh kareem hunter out uh you got washington at green bay packers are big favorites in that out. one falcons dolphins oh that's gonna be a fun to watch we said that <laughs> that one should have been shipped to london right yeah jets and patriots oh. patriots are big we, favorites we're gonna win you're gonna that's take the care of them gonna win. panthers at the one and five giants uh, awful yeah, game gotta go with the panthers on that one eagles raiders that's a decent game uh, baby. lions rams look at these spreads blowout. 16 point favorites <laughs> cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites against the texans bucks are 12 and a half point favorites <laughs> These games, and then Colts, uh, Niners. That might be a pretty decent game. That, and that's then a pretty good matchup. Jameis versus Geno on oh, Monday yeah. Night oh, Football. Yeah. Oh. Just an awful week. Uh, <laughs> now, what usually happens, these terrible matchups turn into great games. Right. So right. that'll probably happen. But uh, it's, it's uh, not it, a— I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, every week there's there's always one great game that's, that, that, that's on, man, that you get to watch. So especially on a Thursday night, too— uh, Thursday night game and the Sunday night games have been really exciting games to watch. And some, yeah, sometimes these bad matchups on paper create just amazing moments in the game. You think so the maybe, Browns and the Broncos will be exciting tonight? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, there's like wind and weather in Cleveland, awful quarterback matchups. So you know what? It's going to be an awesome game. A shootout. <laughs> Why not? The totals at forty and a half total. Wow. So you're getting like uh, bad Big Ten football totals for this game tonight. So. That's uh, that's what's happening in the NFL. Tony's Patriots uh, trying to get off the mat when they take on. Uh, you got a couple of rookie Jets. quarterbacks going. Didn't you already play the Jets? Yeah, we already beat them. Yeah, so yeah. you get a, so an early get, season sweep of the again, Jets. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, Shirley, let's open up the Pirate Radio booty bag here on a Thursday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250, we're going to make you a winner. And, Shirley, what are we giving away on this Thursday? A $10 gift card to Quarters Bar and Grill. All right, great place to uh, watch a game, great place to enjoy some great wings, some great burgers, and uh, some good times at Quarters Bar and Grill. 317-1250, what call are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller number 10, please. Caller 10, 317-1250, we're back with you on pirate radio live and we got a uh, question from a titans fan to tony that he'll answer when we return after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, cool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make some extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Congratulations to Jackie Hutcherson of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Quarters Bar and Grill. Greenville's newest sports bar is Quarters. They offer gourmet burgers, hot dogs, and wings with unique flavors. Plus, Quarters just added new appetizers to the menu. Quarters Bar and Grill is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Located in the shopping center right behind 
Krispy Kreme. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. Great sports night tonight. Tony Collins, we talked about the uh, NFL game. You can hear it on Pirate Radio. Watch it on Fox. It is the Broncos taking on the Browns in Cleveland. College football tonight. Top 25 SMU hosting Tulane in American Athletic Conference action. Two future AAC teams, Florida Atlantic at Charlotte, will be playing tonight in Charlotte. That's at 7.30 on CBS Sports Network. Louisiana's at Arkansas State, San Jose State at UNLV. And you got the Braves taking on the Dodgers. If the Braves win, they advance to the World Series for the first time since 1999. That's 8.08 on TBS. Also, Luca versus Trey Young. Dallas at Atlanta, 7.30 on TNT. Uh, Milwaukee, the Greek freak, uh, taking on Miami tonight at 8 o'clock and at 10. It's the Clippers, Paul George, taking on Steph Curry and the Warriors. So, Tony, a little something for everybody. Let me tell you, man, it's a great time to be a, a, a sportsman because now you got football, you got basketball, and you got almost the World Series at the same time. So, it's 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 a good time to, to be a sports guy. Tony will be watching the Hurricanes take on the Canadians in hockey tonight, right? Uh, nah? No. Pass on that one? <laughs> Look, you got some hockey action, too. So, everything going on. We'll have Pirate football going on on Saturday as they take on the Houston Cougars. Let's hear uh, from Blake Harrell, Shirley Rhodes. Let's hear part one of his Q&A with the media from Wednesday. Um, obviously, Houston going on the road to face them. What do you see from their, their offense? Very solid, good offense. I mean, quarterback number three, uh, really good player. Started a lot of ball games out there. Does a great job running their offense, and just being the quarterback back there, get him in the right call. You can tell he's doing a good job reading defenses. He's gonna know, hey, what your disguises are, how you're gonna bluff some things, and show him one high, two high, who's pressuring, who's not pressuring. He does a good job picking those things up. Um, I think their offensive line is huge, but very athletic. You know, they're not huge and sloppy. They move around really well. I think the old line coach who was here at one time does a really nice job coaching those guys, and they're very fundamental up front. Uh, Wideouts are very impressive. Uh, number one, very quick, you know, 20, very explosive. Tight end's really good. Very similar to the tight end from Tulane, if not better. Um, and then the tailbacks, you got different guys back there. Uh, four, you know, smaller back, home run type threat. And then uh, the freshman, 22, who's a, a bigger back. I can compare him to a, uh, a younger back from Tulane, number 20. That's kind of who I compared him to. He's a freshman, um, but doesn't play like a freshman. I think he had four or five touchdowns against Tulsa. So very good, very good offense. Got a work cut out for us. Um, you know they're doing a good job of keeping their defense off the field, controlling controlling the uh, probably time possession and play clock there, and doing some things, marching on the field, and get some scores on the on the on the clock, and and scoring when it matters in the fourth quarter. So that's where you see them taking taking advantage of that and and being fresh in the fourth quarter and, and doing a good job. And the head coach does a nice job just putting them in the right play at the right time. How do you find ways to get ahead of them on first and second down and try to get them into some third down situations? Yeah, so, you know, obviously you don't want to play these guys third and short. they got some bigger backs that will, you know, get downhill on you and some big old linemen that can come off the ball. So you want to do a good job of winning first down. And, uh, you know, they still want to run the football. It, it may, you may think of, hey, Air Raid, uh, Dana Holgerson's an Air Raid guy, Mike Leach guy. But, you know, they're averaging 130, 140 yards rushing a game. So we got to still – you know, get up and stop the run. I think the one game they lost, they had about 77 yards rushing. So that's kind of got to be our goal to hold them, hold them down as well. And, uh, you know, just stop the, the quick intermediate throws. You know, doing a good job of deny coverage, whether it's uh, man coverage, zone coverage, just deny the ball to those receivers, the easy access throws. 
and see if we can put them in some second and tens and third and long situations. All right, that is ECU defensive coordinator Blake Carroll talking about how to defend the Cougars coming up, which uh, if you, you think of Dana Holgerson, you, what are you laughing at, Tony? No, I'm just laughing. Sometimes you just laugh? Yeah, because I'm thinking about the defensive coordinator, you know. Oh, and the harsh words you had for him earlier in the show? Sorry, guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you hadn't made it until Tony knows your name. Do you know his name yet, Tony? No, I don't. All right, I won't even tell you. Um, but uh, Houston is doing it more with defense than offense this year. Kind of surprising. They had a really good defense, Tony. Top, uh, they're giving up 16 points a game. Hey, that's crazy that's, in college football. That's, that's great defense. And and here's the thing. I, I, and I said that when you, whenever we play, or whenever anybody plays a, a good football team, you can't make any mistakes. You can't. You, the turnover ratio has to be on your in your favor in order for you to win that game. And that's one of the things we're going to have to do. Can we win the game? Of course, we can win the game. Yeah. But we have to play uh, great football. I mean. Offense, defense, special teams, it has to be a great football uh, game for us to go down there and beat them. Mistake-free, uh, can't turn it over, and got to find a way to Almost get some extra possessions. Yeah. 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 Um, Tony, I just saw this. I want to ask you about it, being a former professional athlete. So are you following the Ben Simmons stuff at all with Philadelphia Basketball, 76ers? Yeah. 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 So he doesn't – well, first of all – he didn't participate in practice or something let's go back to last year right after they lost in the playoffs doc rivers the coach was asked can you win a championship with ben simmons and he said well i don't know which is a kind of an interesting answer <laughs> you'd think he would just even if he didn't believe it say sure of course, of course we, can. we can he said i don't know if we can uh from there on he didn't really talk to the organization at all then he shows up he apparently he goes to practice they had pictures of him in sweatpants with a phone in his pocket practicing with the team (laughs) the next day he gets kicked out of practice he don't want to be there he's kind of being a baby about it it doesn't sound like they want him there so it's a weird situation but this is what i just saw so jason kelsey the tight end he's a he's travis kelsey's brother he's a lineman yeah Yeah. center he plays football but he plays for the philadelphia uh, eagles I don't know why they're asking him about it, but he's got a quote saying, everybody can bitch and complain about how tough this city is to play in. Just play better, man. The city will love you. And he says, the lack of accountability, if you get it corrected, you fix some free throws. None of this is happening. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird that he's commenting on it, but it, it, it I want to ask you, Tony, you were probably asked about other players in the locker room or a coach's call or something and the Belichick way, which he is not was not your coach, obviously, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want any players talking about another player's injury or even performance. So, right. do you remember that, like from your playing days, when somebody would ask you, "Hey, what's going on with your teammate, Tony?" Hey, I mean, what would that, you that, answer? That, the question always comes up, and of, of course, you got to be politically correct, and you have to say, you know, he's okay, everything's fine. I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to say. That's what we were taught to say so they told you yeah, if you, you're asked you, about another you, player you never talk down about your player that, yeah. that, i mean that's your teammate that's your guy man so you you don't do that so i mean you know but now you know everybody's have their own opinion now, of course that's it's great to have your own opinion but what what are you doing in that locker room how if you tear in that locker room exactly apart? so that that's the that's the key thing to that and joel Embiid, who is a superstar in the nba <laughs> said i'm not going to talk about that man anymore <laughs> and said something to the effect of we're not babies like it's not my job to babysit, babysit. yeah and at this point they, they've reached the breaking point so i get it but now he got suspended for the first game right 
yeah but like is he even gonna play at all i, I don't know it's, it's uh that thing well is, i thought he was gonna play because why would they suspend him if he's not gonna even play i don't that's what was weird to me like you've been suspended a game and then were you even gonna play for the start with <laughs> I, I don't know it's a weird but yeah. but in normal situations you you don't talk about your teammates you don't talk about of course injuries. but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you when i first saw saw this kid he came out of lsu yeah yeah Played when one i first year. Saw, saw this kid man I, this kid was like this is kid is gonna be he could be like the next magic johnson well that's his comparison you know what i mean and magic did develop a shot but he was not known for that he was penetrating right. passing dribbling and uh rebounding it, it, he just he doesn't have that killer instinct to me that's that's the thing about him he just doesn't I don't know, man. He 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 has all the tools, he has all talent. the talent, but he doesn't have that killer instinct. His defining play so far, Ben Simmons in the playoffs, he had that layup. Who was it against? He passes it off to somebody. It was like a guard, right? Yeah, he passes it off to a, yeah. somebody else. Was it else. the Clipper? No. no, no, it was the Eastern Conference team. It was it Trey Young, maybe, or? Uh, I don't remember who, but it, it was, was a crucial point of the game. And he's under the basket, <laughs> and he, he and he and gave it up six nine. <laughs> And he, he gives passes it up to a guy, it out. That guy misses the shot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's killer instinct, right? Yeah, that's like it's almost. I don't know. Is he afraid to try? I, I, I it was against the Hawks, so it's probably I, I, Trey I, I, Young. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: you see him sometimes playing, and he's he's he, he can put up 16, 20, 30 points if he wants to. But he's 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 delivering the ball, passing it off, and that's what he's supposed to do. But sometimes, man, you just got to just take it to the hole. You know what I mean? But did you know players? And I don't know you yourself, but they play different in the first quarter than they do when things get tight in the fourth quarter. It but looks he, like he, but he's not that guy. When Ben Simmons is not that guy that that that'll play that you can trust down in the fourth quarter. The fourth that's quarter. what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he's he's a different player yeah. early in the game than he is late in the game. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, just one of those weird deals. Did you ever get in any? Uh, did you ever say anything to the press, Tony? You should, I mean, you say whatever you want to up here. Were you always <laughs> this way, <laughs> or were you like buttoned I, up? No, I was pretty. I'm pretty much this way. But you know, it, you know, we we go over things. We, we but here's the thing about it. Back when I was playing, you know, it was more of man. We we it was because we weren't getting paid all the money these guys were getting today. I told my mom a long time ago, I man, I wish I was born a little later. Yeah. But here's the thing. We we in our locker room, man, we we were a team, man. We were a family. So we we were told what to what not to say, but we weren't gonna say it anyway. Right. Because that's my brother over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, but nowadays, you know, you got you know, guys trying to, you know, do their own thing. They're making all this money and they got this glamour thing and everybody's watching them, blah, 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 blah. And, and now they're out for themselves trying to get as much money as they possibly can so they can get out of the game because they don't want to get concussions. You know, but and, and it's just, it's a it's business. Different. It's always been a business, but it's really a business now. You think the scale is tipped to more of a business than a game at this point? Absolutely. Where, and and uh, it was yeah, probably I, different I, yeah, absolutely. during absolutely. your time. Uh, touchdown Tony Collins hanging out inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Let's get our final timeout in. We got to get a prediction and potentially a guarantee. We'll see when we return. Uh, we still got a lot of guarantees to pay off. I told Troy, I mean, time's running out on this mayonnaise. Thing. I know. I, there is, what, what's, the, what's that thing again? What's the thing? Statute again? of Limitations. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we're going to go ahead and say it. It took a while last time you were here. Statute of Limitations. Yeah, it should be running. How, how long do I have? I don't Come know, on man. Now. We're we're going on like two months here, right? No, I mean you, it was early September. Do something. All right, let's, uh, let's 
bleep or get off the pot. I think they said. Go, go, go to my lawyers. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see if we got a guarantee. We'll definitely have a prediction. East Carolina, Houston, when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report. The Dow was down Six points at 35,603. The NASDAQ was ahead 94 at 15,215. And the S&P was up 13 at 4,549. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clint Brock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt producing today's program. Got a big show on tap for Friday. We will talk to former ECU defensive coordinator Rick Smith and also Michael Perry will join Troy D and I in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll have our NFL picks at 4 o'clock with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, that and a lot more on the way on a football Friday edition and a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Tony, Pirates and Cougars 5-1. and one. So Houston lost the first Saturday of college football to texas tech since then they have reeled off five in a row east carolina three and three both teams coming off a bye so everybody's fresh ready to go what do you think for saturday um let me tell you like i said before we have to play pretty much perfect football the whole game in order for us to 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 win to win this game and i you know i I would love to see us come come back with a victory but i just i just can't see it i mean i i really can't i can't see I can't see us winning this game. Um, wow! How many times uh, have you picked against East Carolina I, I, over the years? I, I've almost, you know, I, I can't. I can't see it. Yeah, I, I just can't see it. But I'm still going to say <laughs> it's a prediction now, not a guarantee. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I'm still going to say we're going to win 28 to 27. We're going to kick a field goal and beat them in Houston. <laughs> okay, you can't see it. But you're picking it. I'm picking it anyway. All right. You, you, you. Okay. Tony's got the Pirates. 28-27, a last-second Owen Daffer field goal to put East Carolina in 4-3. and three. And I tell you what, if they do escape Houston with a win, Tony, wow. you got a Thursday nighter against South USF yeah. and then Temple back-to-back home games to get you to six wins and playing with house money at that point. There you so, go. Uh, this is uh, this is a big one if they can get it. If not, you're almost. If you want to go to a bowl, if you lose this game, your next two are must win games. Oh, you got to win those. That sets you, you up it. like that. You got to win. So uh, just a prediction. You want to throw out a guarantee for the Patriots to beat the Jets? Get you a guarantee under That's your belt. Really? A, yeah. You know, I need a guarantee. You need to get I one. I guarantee that the Patriots will win this week against the Jets. There you go. Guarantee. Let's get back on the right side of things. And, <laughs> And get you a nice guaranteed victory. It'll be Patriots and the Jets. Jets. Shirley, what's uh? Do you have do you have our triple header for Sunday? Can you pull that up uh, if you got it? 
I'll give you yeah, a minute. Yeah, give me a second. Uh, once again, looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard tonight, it is the Broncos and Browns. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. One game involving a top 25 team tonight, and that is the Americans SMU Mustangs hosting Tulane. Uh, that totals at 70 points, expecting a lot of points. Uh, some fireworks there yeah. in that one. Uh, Braves Dodgers, 808 on TBS. You've got an NBA doubleheader on TNT. And the Hurricanes will go on the road to play the Canadiens. The Hurricanes uh, are 2 and 0 this year. All right. What do uh, we got, Shirley? We've got Chiefs and Titans. Oh, good. We got the game of the day. Yep. Eagles, Raiders. Not bad. And then whatever the night game is, you'll have to look that up because I don't have it right uh, in front Colts of me. Colts and Niners. Okay, so we'll have that. That should be a decent game, too, that that last game, Colts and 49ers. All right. Well, we got three of like the only good games this weekend. There's like four <laughs> good ones, and we got three of them right here on Pirate Radio. Tony, thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Uh, you here next week? Well, uh, Oh, next week? Thursday, we don't have a show right? on yeah. Thursday. You're right. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll uh, hear from you while Troy's interviewing you live at the tailgate zone. I will be there. All right. Okay. So you'll be on the show. Yes, sir. You'll be on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. That's right. Next Thursday. Let's do it. We'll have a late night here in the Pirate Radio studios, and we'll have a Saturday off. That sounds like fun to me. I'll take it. Uh, Tony, thanks for hanging out, man. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Uh, Shirley, we'll see you tomorrow. Chan Man, have a great call with Whiteville Football. We'll I'll be, see you Saturday. We'll be here uh, Saturday at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Getting ready for the 4 o'clock kickoff tomorrow. Tune in for Coach Rick Smith and Coach Michael Perry. Joining us right at 3 o'clock, Troy D will be here as well for a big first hour of Pirate Radio Live. Have a great sports evening. A lot going on. Go Braves. We'll see you Friday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.